morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown. I'm your host, John Hoppy. I'm alongside here with Carlos. How you doing, brother? Good. Happy uh, All Out Sunday, everybody. Yeah, and we also have Brian the Hype Ballard with us. Brian, how's it going, bro? It's good. Good morning, good evening, good night. Have a good, good show. See you guys. <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing All Out. My bad. Oh, oh wow here we go you're fired it's all, out. it's all out right we're all out yeah that's right it's pride month again already damn <laughs> it's, uh, peace out girl scout <laughs> anyways uh brian just recently did a latest episode on tap out talk going over the results in his reviews of the wwe's payback ple event from last night and I have to say, that was a pretty good job you did on that episode, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, that was that was definitely an act of love because uh, I was not trying to do anything. And I was like, you know what? I haven't done anything in a while. I need to do something. Otherwise, my channel is going to go, you know. So kind of I was up pretty late last night, but I did enjoy the show. So it was it was fun. Yeah, it was for for something that wasn't built really well, I thought it was okay. It was solid. I I didn't think anything different other than it could have been, you know, something that would have been a special Monday Night Raw or SmackDown event, you know, or as we Brian would call it, the NXT Booty Call Special. <laughs> we got yeah, it, it did. It felt like just kind of a. You know, it would have almost made a perfect Saturday night's main event type thing, you know, like where it felt special enough, a little more than Raw, but not quite PLE or pay-per-view, right? So uh, that's kind of where I was on it. But I mean, I didn't walk away hating things, I, but I also wasn't, to your point, the buildup didn't excite me. So I was like, all right, let's just see what they got. Yeah, it just was not built very well, in my opinion. Um, Carlos, do you have thoughts on last night's event? The thing for me is that, I mean, from the very beginning, I felt like I was watching a consolation prize because, like, to me, I mean, Becky and, and Trish stole the show, but to me, that should have happened at SummerSlam. So it just kind of felt like, oh, I'm getting to watch the consolation prize for what didn't get what didn't get to fit on SummerSlam. And it literally was that because you also had Raquel and, um, and Rhea, who was a good match, too, but at the same time, like... All these matches are just, I mean, that's what it felt like. Even the tag team title match, Kevin being hurt, they didn't get to be on SummerSlam either. Um, it just, and then, so to me, like the, the, the big matches that we got, it felt like a consolation prize. And then the other ones felt like they could have just been main events for a SmackDown or like you guys said, Monday Night Raw. Um, I loved, loved, loved the, um, the whole intro for Shinsuke, like the whole cartoon, like Kill Bill thing. Um, to me, like, but again, it's also, it's almost like a sadness too. Cause it's like, it just makes you see how much Vince McMahon wasted him. And like, we should have been getting this since 2017. Um, you know, so that was, so it's kind of, it's just, it's just bittersweet in the whole. And again, this, it just didn't make sense to me. Like to me, like I would have had, if I would have had Jay Uso come into to raw, I would have, I would have, I would have trade. I just would have traded Cody to SmackDown already and started that little storyline as well. Like I would have maybe traded Jay in the brawling boots for Cody. Um, so it's just kind of uh, I don't know. It just, it just, I like it. Cause I, I mean, the thing I did like is I could definitely, it definitely felt like a triple eight show. I mean, you Vince McMahon's handprint f- f- fingerprints were not on the show at all. So he is away from WWE because I, I could just tell the difference. Um, 
But again, there's no reason why it could have been built better. They should have been building it from the very beginning after SummerSlam was over. Um, again, I just feel like both these companies are in cruise control and they should always be in overdrive. Should, I, I mean, in the Attitude Era, they never took a week off, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, that was very different. Um, I can't really say a whole lot other than what I've already said before. It, it wasn't a bad show, just but if you were to say this was something that was supposed to be like a really wow PLE, this just was not very wowy one. And speaking of not very wowy one, this is one that I think is really going to be hard because if AEW does not knock it out of the park tonight, I think we're going to see a little bit of a disaster here the next few weeks for him. And we're just going to call it right now. It's the AEW all-out pay-per-view card. Um, it is tonight. The reason uh, we're saying or praying it will be a good card is because it's very hard to do back-to-back pay-per-view events, especially one week apart. I don't think it was planned out very well. I think they should have done all-in. They should have gave all-in a little more spacing between the all-out event, in my opinion. But um, should we go ahead and get right through the card? Sure, and just and just and just to what you said too. Like I mean, I, I feel like with this card too, I feel like Tony Khan's already looking ahead to Grand Slam, you know, because I mean, obviously, like they they like they announced on Dynamite, um, you know, they're they're having this tournament match to see who gets who gets a title shot at Grand Slam. So it's like, so you're going to give Grand Slam the title match. But you're giving the fans of Chicago who have been your who have been your most loyal people who come to all your shows, even though you saturate the market with matches, you're not gonna give them a world title match, but you're gonna give it at 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 um at Grand Slam. And I get that Grand Slam is a special event, but at the same time, if it's special, then then they should just it should be it's then it should have been the October pay-per-view. And they could have pushed Seattle back to like to like a December pay-per-view if that's where they're going with all these pay-per-views. Like just make it a pay-per-view show. So you're giving, like you said, giving these things more time to breathe instead of feeling like it's just like an overdrive and we're really not getting anything good because you're just trying to do too much at one time. All right. I, I have a challenge for us on this show today. Uh-oh. So I'm just fun. All right. Um, because we are going over the all-out card. When you guys get to that point when we're doing the prediction or looking at it. I want you to say this is the one match that I'm excited about. Only one. And whatever match that is, let's just kind of call it out and say, hey, there is one match that I am looking for. And then the other challenge is to maybe call out who's going to steal the show or grab the brass ring, if you will, tonight. And it could be any member of that, you know, the talent. So just kind of a little challenge for us. And hopefully that will lead into some excitement about at least one match on the show tonight. And then I'll throw another challenge. So a third challenge is what what match would you have on the card to make it feel more one match to make it feel more like a big pay-per-view? Okay. I like that. Are you right. guys good with all those? Yeah. Cool. John, is your brain like an overdrive right now? Yeah, it kind of is. Thinking, thinking, thinking. I just have not felt well since last night. So my apologies, guys. But why don't we go ahead and get right to it? In the zero hour, we have got the over-budget <laughs> over battle royal. I cannot believe I'm saying something like this. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have a thoughts on who's going to win that one? Um, to me, well, first of all, like this, it should be the under-budget battle royal. Like I shared this on 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 uh, on 
on Twitter. Because, I mean, if you're over budget, you're not going to be given to charity. So you'd be given to charity if you're under budget. So to me, it should be the under budget battle royal. Like, oh, we're under budget, so we're going to give some money to charity. So the whole, the whole, the whole book. So again, it's like if you're over budget, you're cutting costs. You're not giving away more. So, again, the whole booking of it again was just kind of like okay, like whatever, you know. But I again, as somebody who has his own charity, as somebody who's who's done charity work for ten years and you know and does it all the time, as somebody who goes back to his community, I like I like the concept of it. But again, to me, it should just be the under it should be the under budget. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, that's I, that's where I was going with them. Like. Well, yeah, over budget. Why are you putting it on the card? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, under it should be under budget. Um, yeah, have, have they announced the participants yet? No, that's the thing. I I didn't even notice the battle royal until I looked at the card poster because I also noted, and I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. I did not watch any AEW pro. <gasps> well, I watched Dynamite and rampage but i did not really watch collision last night due to the ple event because you because you're a wwe stand we know uh -huh. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, why do you make me have to drop the f-bomb each and because it, it'll get you more it'll wake you up why don't you why don't you put the camera on and show your wwe tattoo on your arm yeah on your ass cheek right now <laughs> i'll show my vertical smile how about that <laughs> no no left nips carlos wants that too much but yeah, he, he has he has he has Vince fair, on the right. Uh, he has Vince, he has Vince on the left arm and Linda on the right arm. People just saying. <laughs> wait till you see where I got Stephanie at. <laughs> there, Stephanie and Shane are on on each are, are on each chest. The left nipple, the left one, the right one. Yeah, well, somewhere else maybe. But whoa, <laughs> uh, yeah, I no, I didn't see any participant announced. That's why I was wondering maybe if. You guys, well, who's, who's that? Like, I mean, because again, I'm like maybe Colt Cabana. I'm gonna say Colt Cabana. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm Very gonna good. like, yeah, just go for the burn. I mean, they they are in Chicago, so why not have it be Colt Cabana? I'm gonna go Colt Cabana. Brian, that's not a bad pick. Um, I don't want to piggyback back on it, but it, no, it's, it's a good my, pick. Not my first, um, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> uh, for me, we're gonna have to mute him today. Uh, for me, we've got um, man, because there's nobody announced for this thing. I hate when they do stuff like this. <laughs> you know, you're not going to predict the Great Muda like always. Oh, it's going to be somebody like Evil Uno or something like that. Um, <laughs> there's no way Muda would be there. He was there last. No, we're just giving Brian shit because every time we do a prediction show, the Great Muda is going to come out and do that. Muda kind of spoiled his prediction. <laughs> <One match. laughs> <laughs> One match at Mania, and he remembers it. Forever. I think it's just because we did, we did the different prediction shows, and so we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we did different week. shows that week. Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah, that's repeat. It was like three times that week. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so I'm just gonna man. I'm gonna just say hook. That's always like my default for these things. I swear. Send hook. <laughs> oh, he's sending hook. <sighs> John predicts. John predicts a returning downhousing. What a prediction, John. No, oh, no. I don't even think he's cleared yet. Is he? Neither was neither was neither was Brian Danielson, but he's coming back tonight. Yeah, that was one of the matches I saw that kind of baffled me because I thought he wasn't cleared either. But I also and he's also a good guy this week. He's the he's becoming the big show of the whole supposed to be suspended too. <laughs> no, they changed they so so originally if if you again obviously you don't watch the show as much as better as I do, but no, I'm just kidding. Um 
Originally, it was a 30-day suspension, and they changed it to a 28-day because they wanted to make sure that he was cleared to wrestle tonight. So it was kind of like one of those like funny things, like, oh, okay. So no, he was the plan all along was to have him come back tonight. So this was like a Goldberg winning record deal here. They changed the numbers every time. Yeah, well, yeah. The first, the first he said 30-day suspension. Then the next week, they're like, oh, shit, we did the math wrong, or we didn't think about it. And so then they came back, and Tony Khan said, I misspoke, and it was 28 days. And so, and so it was like, you know, it was like, so how did you misspeak? How did you how did you misspeak? Like 28 days or four-week and a three 30-day suspension is two different things. So they, they just changed it storyline-wise so he could come back tonight. Well, is this I, Battle Royal only men participants, or is it women, or? It's only men, I think. I think it's only men, but that's the problem. Yeah. They didn't really advertise who was going to be in it. Yeah. So it's, I'm just going to go with a wild card here. I'm going to throw out uh, Daniel Garcia. Nice. Cool. Just just out of shits and giggles. So anyways, let's go into yet another zero-hour match. We have a six-woman match, six-woman tag match. Athea, ah, Jesus, I cannot talk. Athena, Diamante, and Mercedes Martinez taking on the team of Hikaru Shida and uh, Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue. I think this one might be a somewhat easy call being in Chicago. I'm going with the team of Shida, Nightingale, and Sky Blue. What's your thoughts, Carlos? <laughs> it's like this is like your question of Gunther and the Honky Tonk Man all over again. Oh, <laughs> definitely, definitely Sheeta, Sky Blue, and um, and who's the other one? Oh, well, Willow, my girl Willow. Willow. Oh, and, de and depending, depending, depending on, depending on, um, on uh, Sky Blue's wardrobe choice, with all the horny guys on Twitter and. and <laughs> I, I think all they do is take a picture of her rear her ass, ass. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if it sells, if it sells some, you know, that's where game maybe Tony Khan should have put this on the pay-per-view. Could have maybe sold a few more, few more buys. Yeah. Well, if he was smart, he would have put sky blue in the main card, but exactly. Um, <laughs> Brian, your pick. I'm with you guys. I'm picking the same team. All right. This is going to be really interesting. All right. So while we go on to the trios championship, which I think will be the last one of the zero hour. The champions that claimed in Daddy Ass or Badass Billy Gunn, whichever he wants to go by today, will be taking on the team of Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Why don't we start off with Brian on his pick for this one? Sure. Uh, it's going to be a claimed Daddy Ass for me. Um, that's They're not going to take those titles off those guys. Uh, I feel like um, the group of Jarrett, Singh, and Lethal, I feel like they um, – they're, they're never going to be the ones to win something like that, right? But they are the ones that get you through a pay-per-view and get you in an opponent, um, even though I respect, you know, the hell out of Jeff. Um, but ultimately, it is going to be the acclaimed and daddy ass. All right, Carlos? The fans win. I mean, God, you got two such great stables fighting each other. <laughs> I, I love both these stables. Um, and you forgot about Dennis Rodman's going to be in the corner of the acclaimed and daddy ass. Um so again, Chicago's own. Um, so um, again, de definitely what Brian. I think. I mean, again, this is a fun match. They just got those belts. They're not going to lose them anytime soon. Um, I, 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 again, I, I guess I'm ha I'm happy for Jeff Jarrett. I think that they're doing really good work. So I guess I'm excited that they're on this show. But at the same time, it's like are another loss for them, really. <laughs> like, you know. But um, but again, it's going to be a fun. It's, it'll be fun. I'm excited for it. 
I didn't even so, know Dennis Rodman was gonna be there. So yeah, so yeah, he was he was there last night because because he oh, he was well, part of he, yeah he was part of he's well he's part of he was part of Starcast. So Conrad got him first for Starcast, and then because of that, um, they they he he was on he was on the show last night, and then he got interrupted by them, and then now then the claim came out to make the save, and uh, that and so he's in the corner of those guys tonight. Nice. Uh, so, oh, actually, hang on. We got one here. Buddy Matthews should leave AEW and team up with Tom. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, here we go. I can't believe I read that. Sucker. Uh, Sucker. Oh, that's funny. But uh, Buddy Matthews should leave AEW, team up with Dom and Rhea in WWE, and form a new stable called. Main guys that trios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, having a hard time because I don't have my readers on. <laughs> Thank you for the comment. Um, <laughs> Started OnlyFans too at the same time. Yeah, no shit. I mean, pretty much you almost could have a couple of moments there in the matches. Mommy almost slipped out of her top there a couple of times. Uh, well, at least, at least, at least, uh, at least, what's her name? We'll never have that problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll be the uh, next sponsor, by the way. We'll be OnlyFans, kind of like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. They'll have a deal. And oh, good uh, lord! Yeah. Only oh, if it gets if it gets Buddy Matthews on there, I'm down. I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, Sarah says, "Boy, they really did a shitty job with product placement on this one, didn't they?" I said, "Yes, they did. Like all the others." But product placement. Did they have a sponsor yesterday? Yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. Oh, they did really. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was for the L.A. Night and Miz match or something. Oh, poor good lord! It, it was Mysterio. Oh, it was, oh, it was Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah, Sorry. yeah it it's Mysterio. weird because um, I swear Mysterio must have a deal with him because I wasn't it him at Mania too. Yeah, him and Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it must be his favorite cereal or something. Oh, dear. I mean, that was the one I fell asleep for that match, and I was like, I'm not going to bother to go back and watch it. <laughs> There has to, you have to make sacrifices sometimes, folks. Yeah. All right. Let's go right to the main card. We're going to start off with Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. Big meaty man stopping me. <laughs> yeah. Carlos is getting a little too excited, Brian. I think. Well, someone's got to bring the energy. You see, you got the, you got, you got the fuck, you got the energy of a corpse right now. Well, you know, that's how I am usually. So. Mono, oh. I am John. Thank you for watching our podcast today. Oh, we appreciate you. I'm going on the Jericho cruise next year. I'm very excited about it. Are you done? I, lo I like the bowl. <laughs> we, we got we got a show to get going here. Buy I buy ice cream, everybody. Ice cream. All is right, great all right. I'm gonna break you two up. You guys have to <laughs> grill a monsoon, Bobby the Brain. Going on here. Carlos, you're kind of the weasel in this one. This is uh, good, I fabulous. This you got, you got why I just have Heather here. I need her to bitch slap Carlos. Uh, so, powerhouse well, Hobbs and Miro, right? Yeah. Why don't we start off with Carlos on that prediction? So, in Brian's in the in what Brian asked us earlier, like the, this is the one match I'm looking forward to. I think because this match they they did a really good job of building it. Um, if you if you're been watching collision this match has been kind of teased since the very beginning um and again i think this is like as a, as a fan of aew this is a matchup that i always kind of wanted to see it's like a dream match um so i'm excited we're getting it 
And again, with Tony, with Tony Khan, sometimes I feel like he there's all these matches that he that he probably this is probably one of the matches that he had circled in his book, you know, because I think he hold off for a while because who who are you gonna get the loss to? And I, again, I'm I'm kind of 50 50 in who's gonna win this match. I really don't know. Um, if I'm Tony Khan, though, I'm gonna put over Powerhouse Hobbs because you know he hasn't been giving me the problems Miro has. And again, in Tamiro, it's like he's not he's not the feature of AEW anymore, I don't believe. Um, so in this one, I would I would give it to Hobbs to go over in the match. And this is the match that I'm most looking forward to because again, it's, it's it's something different. It's been built right, and it was the matchup that they got that was announced first. That wasn't part of anything that we saw on All In. All right, Brian. Um, and is is one of those guys your brass ring guy for tonight? No. Okay. Just fair enough. Um, you know, I. Uh, I agree with you. I think this match was built up really well. Um, this is not my match for the record, but I do think that this match was, I'm looking forward to it, but it's not the match. Um, it was built up. Well, I like what they're doing with powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I'm really enjoying, you know, they're giving him a, um, I'm going to throw back here and say like, a, almost like a King Kong Bundy, like, you know, dominant run, just going through some, um, I, we're not allowed to say jobbers anymore, right. Enhancement talent. And um, I like what they're doing to build him up. And I do think, though, that, you know, they will go with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs tonight. Um, Carlos alluded to it and said it that, you know, it's the AEW original guy versus the XWWE guy. And, you know, and right now I think we're thinking in terms of that with everything. And I think Tony Khan is going to give the nod to Powerhouse Hobbs on this one. Yeah, I, I'm with Carlos. I don't see Miro as the future anymore. Um, I think if they would have utilized him a little better when they first signed him, he would have just kept it going because he was hot. Yeah, when he, he, first came he, he definitely would have been in a better spot today than what he is now. And it only just seems like we're using them to squash people. Well, you're not going to squash powerhouse Hobbs. And I'll I, be think, honest, I, I do think he shot himself in the foot a little bit with his wife opening her mouth a little bit and saying, Oh, well, everybody goes back to WWE. And I think that hurt his momentum. Well, I, th I think, I think when Triple H first took over creative, he's one of those guys that thought about going back, you know? Yeah. And so, and again, he, then, you know, with the, with the news of him, with the news of him re refusing creative for last year to come in, I think, I think his position now is in the company is you're just looking for guys that he's willing to work with. And then obviously he's willing to work with powerhouse Hobbs and he's going to put them over, you know? So I think that's kind of how you have to, you don't I mean, you're kind of, he's a talent that you're, you're kind of fostering to make sure that he's being content to come to work. Yep. Um, and then you're going to use him when you can to put over whoever he, he's willing to do. So it is what it is. You know, I think Miro is kind of going the route and Carlos, you're going to hit me for this, but I think he's got the Brian Cage type effect. <gasps> he came in very hot, and you thought, man, he's going to go right to the top, and then <laughs> he's just faded. And I do believe that for some reason that same thing is happening with him, but I think we're just a little more aware of why it's happening. Did John finish? Sean or John needs to finish his? John yeah, needs to yeah, finish his no, you guys did a good job for answering me, but yeah, I'm going with Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but no, and it's just sad because again, it's just again, it's one of the many guys that lost his momentum. Because I mean, again, you watch All Out twenty twenty one when he fought Eddie Kingston, man, that match was hot, and um, you know, and it was like, and so now it's just, it's like, man, I just so many missed opportunities in a with AEW with these guys. Just add another one to the to the list. But I'm, but again, I'm I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's on TV, and again, I hope that they keep the separation going. Um, you know, I don't. I don't want to see the elite in the Blackpool Comic Club on 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 collision every week now. 
Um, yeah, I want to see these guys continue to get the rub. All right, let's move on to a match that's got a lot of interest, a lot of my interest here because being someone who watched the Ring of Honor product before AEW bought it, I had really uh, high hopes on Shane Taylor. And where I'm going with this is for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. The champion Samoa Joe will defend against a former Ring of Honor Television champion, Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor's looking to get a championship back that I thought he defended really well and gave some prestige to that title in his reign. Uh, why don't we start off with uh, Carlos on his thoughts for this match? Who? Who's who's Samoa Joe fighting? Yeah. Um, no, but I no, but on seriousness, it's just um, I think this has an opportunity. This could still the show, like Brian with Brian's predictions. That I just feel like um, I'm not. I, I'm looking forward to this match because I because I know I know the the talent that Shane Taylor has. But it's just one of those things where I just like his booking reminds me of Tony Khan of, of, w, of WCW's of WWE's booking in WCW back in the day, where he came in and Tony Khan had to show that his his Ring of Honor his Ring of Honor product was superior to to anything else in the in the in the past. So he came in. He's just he's been jobbing everybody, and he only recently started winning just to get this title match. And so so with the way he's been booked, I'm really not interested in this in this match. I know. And I know that I know the potential that I know that he's a good talent, but I just I just don't like the way Tony Khan has treated the ex Ring of Honor guys that that came that were still that were there when he bought the company. Um, and I just and he, I just don't like the bill for this. And again, it's one of those things where you know and break you know break glass in case of emergency, you know. So now we're going to see Ring of Honor on a major pay per view, but when's this going to happen again? Because I feel like he's only using it because he had the all in thing. So. It's just this is just a match that just it just brings up a lot of mixed feelings for me because it just reminds me of the inconsistency of Tony Khan's booking. Um, but but again, a meeting man slap of me, it'll be good. But I definitely think Joe's going to take the win. All right, Brian. Yeah, I'm uh, with Carlos on this. Joe is taking the win tonight. Um, I think that he's just the more known name, and I think they're just going to play it very safe tonight. I, I don't know if they're going to do anything groundbreaking. You know, this isn't really a match I'm really into tonight either. I'm uh, just kind of like, okay, they'll go out there. Joe will do his thing. It'll be done. And he'll move on to next event. And I don't think they're going to make a ring of honor title change hands on an AEW pay-per-view tonight. I think it will happen more in the ring of honor world. Oh, well, way to break my heart there, Brian. <laughs> but uh, if you didn't know, now, you know, I'd say, man, he just like, ah, oh, here, I'm just going to, Breaking news too. Off. Santa Claus. Santa Claus isn't real. Okay, let's just fucking go for all of it. And neither's the Easter Bunny, right? Nope. <laughs> Wait, and the what? Tooth fairy, and the Tooth Fairy is just your parents give selling your teeth to Britt Baker and Downhausen. Nice. Britt Baker will collect it, but give pass it on to Danhausen. Exactly. After, yep. they're no, after they're no use for everyone needs everyone needs like everyone needs a side hustle these days. You know. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go. Along with you guys, I don't think Samoa Joe's going to drop that championship anytime soon. So we basically in agreement of every match so far. But this next one might kind of change it up a little bit for us here. We're going to go to a tag team match. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm, I'm actually at work, <laughs> but um, yeah, on the Samoa Joe, um, Shane Taylor, I am of the belief that he might drop it 
and I have a reason why. Since CM Punk is out, right, I think Collision for the next, I'm going to say, month or two won't necessarily have a identity or maybe it'll have an identity crisis. And I think if, you know, they might, what they might do is they might have Joe drop it to Shane Taylor, uh, have, you know, Shane Taylor go and build that title up in Ring of Honor, you know, give him a stable, pretty boy killers, you know, whatever, um, and transition Joe to Collision or, you know, or, or, or Dynamite or, or, yeah, whichever one. But I think it's better overall to have Joe on AEW's, you know, main roster than, and, you know, still be putting him down there for Ring of Honor. But I, I, I get, you know, why Joe's down there. He's probably helping the talent out. You know, he, he kind of did this. He kind of did kind of the same thing with NXT when, you know, he was a recruit, recruiter or whatnot. But I, th- I think it's time. I think Joe has held that title for a little bit too long now at this point. I don't know, you know. And just to piggyback off what you said, you know, like, again, if, if we're going to talk about this, you know, a little sidetrack, but for me, the booking of, 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 of collision and the way I'm again, and again, with me, with the inconsistency of Tony Khan's booking, the thing that I would do is I would make sure that there's a title match on collision every week. So the thing is for me, that's where I would utilize the ring of honor um, titles as far as collision goes. Cause they do film collision on the same day as ring of honor. And especially with CM Punk being gone now, I would feature the Ring of Honor title more on on Collision as well. So to me, like I I like that I, I like that idea, and that's how and that's why I would start utilizing the Ring of Honor more because they do film on the same day anyway. So I would I would still make sure that Collision is branded as AEW, but I would make sure to just to highlight a different Ring of Honor champion every week so they're having a championship match, and that gives something that gives fans something for to look forward to on Collision too, and kind of keeping it. And I would just keep Ring of Honor only on Collision to kind of and that's another way too to kind of make it different than than Dynamite. Um, cause they need to give these brands a different, uh, a, their own identity. Um, and for you guys too, I, I, I didn't, again, I, I wouldn't mind Joe losing and then seeing him move up to the, to fight for the main title. Um, cause I do think that, you know, again, he, he could beat so much more and just to go back in the CM Punk thing, you know, something that with, with Joe too, that he never, he never got to fight at WrestleMania. He never got to fight in front of that big crowd. So he was somebody who was really trying to talk CM Punk off the ledge. And I'm glad that he was able to get his match in. Cause he definitely is a great talent and he, and he deserved to have that big match in front of that 80,000 at Wembley. Um, so again, I'm, I'm happy for Joe and I do want to just see him better utilize. And again, to me, every time Joe shines on AEW, it's just another. It's another. It's a. It's a salt in the eye of WWE because they never utilized them correctly and appreciated them for what they for what they had. Yep, couldn't have said it any better. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, and I like I like his take on that, and I like it because it's well thought out. Sometimes people just throw stuff out, but so it was a well thought out take. Um, my thought is, you know, I like the idea of that. Um, I also could see Joe doing both, and it's kind of like the NXT crossovers, right? Like where people are main roster and then coming down and helping out. And, you know, I like the developmental aspect. I am going to collision next week and I already had tickets. And I already paid for them. So now I don't know what I'm walking into. Your friend so, bought them, right? Wasn't it your friend? Yep. My friend got them for me. And um, so we're going and I don't know. We'll see. It might be a horrible night. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you still with us, John? Yep. 
just wanted to make sure everybody's thoughts were done before I move on. Damn. Okay. Oh god. Oh, one, <laughs> one, one more thing. Yeah. The uh. So I mean, the match overall to me, I mean, I'm not really excited about it. Like I said, it, like uh, all of you said, there's you know, there's not really that much build. Um, I think it would be a solid match. You know, they can both go. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's. I want to say it's a throwaway match, but you know, it's it's just there. You know, it's just on the card. And I agree. And the one, the last final thoughts on this: it is to me, it is a throwaway match because you had CM Punk fighting CM, you had Samoa Joe fighting CM Punk in front of eighty-one thousand people last year, last week, and now he's fighting Shane Taylor, who has who hasn't ever been seen on in, on a Dynamite television. He's only been on Ring of Honor TV or the Ring of Honor show. So, the people who are buying this show, and again, people who have been fan, like you know, let's just. Let's say if they have casual fans, the casual fans are supposed to really believe that Shane Taylor is going to beat Samoa Joe. So again, it I appreciate I appreciate the effort, but it, but it's it's a want want. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it it's panic booking. I I think I yeah. think TK booked that a panic man. I honestly do because I don't think he expected all this shit to unravel the the you know during the biggest week of AW. So I just think you know. You know, times got rough, you know, palms got sweaty and, you know, he, you know, he, I guess he tried to make something work. So it's just, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I feel like I, like I was, I don't know if you heard from the, I just feel like he's taking advantage of the Chicago crowd and, you know, and he's kind of thinks, oh, like I can give these guys anything and they're going to love it, you know, and cause they are a hot crowd, you know, they'll, they'll, the, the crowd will sell the match and it'll come off on TV so again, to me, it's just it's just him taking advantage of, of the of the Chicago crowd too much, and I do feel like with this pay per view, like I, re- I was I was sharing, I don't know if I shared this on on here before we're talking. I feel like Tony Khan has, um, he's he's broken the trust with the crowd because again, you have a lot of people coming in from out of out of t- out of state to come to this show, um, and and the trust I think has been broken with how he's booked the show, and I think he's gonna have to rebuild the trust with the fans who go to his live events. It, in Chicago, parentheses in Chicago, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, outside of Chicago, I mean, I, I think they're still going to do, you know, you know, still normal numbers, you know, whatever. It's just that Chicago crowd because of, you know, the homeboy. So yeah, that's what I mean. I, mean, I think he, he thinks he knows he knows he knows he knows that he knows that they're smart fans. He knows that they watch everything. He knows that they he knows that they they know who Shane Taylor is. But to somebody who might just casually be wanting to watch his peer review, they're not gonna they're not gonna order it because of Shane Taylor on the card. So that's again where I mean like he's just kind of taking advantage of the Chicago crowd and and the in the and the and the fans the smart fans that go to it and and he should it should be better than what we're getting. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I, I honestly just think he's he's just waiting for everything to blow over, honestly. Because right now it's like we went from all in, you know, it was the, high, the highest of the highs to just whatever the hell happened, and then now we're here. You know, it, it, it kind of – I don't know if it's as bad or, 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 or less bad than Brawl Out, but, I mean, nonetheless, it's – Still, you know, kind of damaging the brand in in a in a sense. So, I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see how they are a month or two from now. I've honestly been thinking about taking like a small break just from AEW itself. I don't know. It's just and to me, I think like to echo what you. 
to echo what you just said, I think that's, you know, to me, I, you know, this is what has to happen. I mean, if somebody, if, if this show only gets 50,000 buys, you know, then obviously that's where he's going to know that he's doing something wrong. But, but if it does a hundred thousand buys, then, then everybody's going to be co-signing on, on what he's doing. So again, it's just like you said, then if you take a break, it's like the fans have to speak with, with the consumers have to speak with their, with their, with their dollar. So, I mean, so maybe that's what has to happen in order for things to change. Cause I definitely think some things do need to change for the better. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, he is, I've, and I've always felt this about him. He, he is the type of guy that, you know, he might, he, he doesn't see the writing in the wall. Like when someone initially shows him, but he sees it after the fact, you know what I'm saying? Like he sees, he, 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 he comes to his senses after the fact that something happens, not during the heat of the moment or, before anything happens, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if that's what it, it'll take him to, you know, raise his pen game, his penmanship, you know, his storytelling, you know, hiring a couple more people to help in that department, I mean, yeah, that's what it's going to take because, I mean, you, you got no CM Punk now, um, so you're going to have to go kind of back to what, you were doing in the first, in the early years when you know you guys were telling great stories and you know long term you know decision makings and, and you know stuff like that so that's where i'm at right. let's move on to the, yeah go ahead john <laughs> no, go ahead go ahead carl's no, I was just saying, move on to the next one. I was down, then move on to the next one. <laughs> All right. While we move on to the next match, we have a listed. Uh, we have Eddie Kingston and Shibata taking on the team of Blackpool ah, Blackpool Combat Club's members, Claudio Castanoli and Willer Yuta. Brian, let's start with your pick. Yeah. Um, for me on this one, wait, what was it? I'm sorry. You had Eddie Kingston. And Shibata versus versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Can hmm. tell you're excited about this one, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this definitely is not my one. Thank you for <laughs> um, Rampage yeah. main event. <laughs> yeah, I'm about ready to flip a coin, right? Um, I'm gonna go with Blackpool Combat Club, and it's really just me flipping a coin at this point. All right, Carlos. So to me, like, and this is the question that I brought to the group. So this is the one matchup that, again, well, there's, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat with so much of mine. I'm gonna give two because I would, I would, have, I would have MJF defending the title. But to me, if this was, if this was Claudio versus Kingston in a single match for the Ring of Honor World Title, this would add so much more to the card. The fact that this is a tag team match, and again, it's just because, again, to me, like he's he's saving Claudio versus Kingston for later down the road. But again, this is one of those one of those times where Tony Khan needs a pivot and he needs to break glass in case of emergency. And with CM Punk being gone, with the criticism that's been coming out with this card, this matchup right here, it should be it should be it should be title versus title, Eddie Kingston versus versus Claudio, Ring of Honor title versus the New Japan strong title, one on one. And it would be and the card would be a lot hotter that way. All right, I think uh, so. You're picking. I'm still I'm picking. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna pick Kingston and Shibata. Okay. Wow, this is the first time you two finally uh, broke apart there. I well, um, you know, 
he, he didn't bring me coffee this morning, so you know he's on, he's on my shit list. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> he's out of the car again. You kicked out of the car again. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually with Carlos on this one. I think we're starting to see a continued build between Kingston and Claudio, but I. I too, like Carlos, I'm a little disappointed that this wasn't for a Ring of Honor World Title match. I don't know if I would have threw in the New Japan title, but title for title. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes those it's really hard with title for title. I can't really stand some of those matches. Uh, can I please have you meet your mic real quick? Uh, yeah. So I. For me, I don't know. I just don't like the title for title deals. Much it doesn't have to be title. I mean, to me, it could have just been the, for the Ring of Honor title. You know, like yeah. Kingston again. Let, let's let me backtrack. So again, I'll take that away. Let's just make it for the Ring of Honor title. Claudio versus Kingston. This is a match that's been building on Ring on their television time. You know, again, they they've been building. To me, this should have just been the singles matchup between those two. Exactly. I mean, that would have been your world title match right there. Yeah, and it could have been the main event. Exactly. Then, and the, to me, that's where he should have pivoted. Won. Yeah, and then you wouldn't have to really worry about having MJF defend the AEW world title either. So that would and, have, I, and, and I would and I, and I would have pulled and I would have pulled and I would have had King and then is, is, that title's not doing anything with Claudio. Have Kingston go over, and that would have been again the fans would have fucking went nuts. <laughs> So, but I am right there with Carlos. I think I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston and Shibata for the win. Uh, did anybody have any other thoughts? Drew, on did that? you want to chime in, Drew? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking Kingston, Shibata. Um, I'm going to say the same thing I said about, you know, Samojo and uh, Sean Taylor, Shane Taylor. Um, yeah, they do have a build, you know, in Ring of Honor, you know. Um, the build hasn't really been, I say, existent in AWTV programming. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, the the odd pairing of Shibata and Kingston, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, okay, you know. But um, yeah, I'm taking Kingston and Shibata. That's all. And like, just just to cap, to piggyback off our question, would, would this match interest you? Would this match interest you more if it was a one on one title matchup for the Ring of Honor title for the Ring of Honor title? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. I saw the the last match uh, Kingston and uh, Claudio had in, in 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 one of the Ring of Honor pay per views, and I thought you know it was a great match, and it was a um, was it a it was it was a fucked finish, right? Or yeah, it was a, yeah. It yeah it, it, it yeah it did it didn't finish. So I mean, they could still uh, capitalize off of it. Um, you know, they might do their next match at Grand Slam, maybe, you know, because it's, you know, Kingston's at home or whatever, but, um, yeah, yeah, I would have, I would have rather preferred, preferred uh, seeing them one-on-one for sure, for sure. Yeah, again, and to me, Tony Khan, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have saved it, you should have, you should have, it should have happened, it should be happening tonight. Did you, someone else want to speak? Flooding THC, did you want to say something? Oh, no, okay, great. Oh. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, John. I, I, I think you flustered THC there. <laughs> <laughs> but before I go too further, I want to throw a couple of shout-outs there. One to Jim at Fan in the Van. Thank you for joining in and listening. 
Drew, thank you for joining in and floating THC. I appreciate you being here in the X space joining us. So thank you for coming in. Um, did you have something there floating THC? Now, it looked like he was going to try to talk, but does not. No, he's thinking, he's thinking, of, he's thinking of, yeah, hit right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen right as we go to the next one right. here. So, while, yeah, while we move on, uh, the next match I got listed is for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. The new champions, MJF and Adam Cole, will be defending over Dark Order's John Silver and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sound effects. Yeah, I, I'm already going to say it. I think MJF <laughs> and Cole keep the championship, so there's my prediction. Uh, Carlos? Again, this is so. This is a dynamite matchup. This is a total dynamite match where it's like, you know, it's going to be good, but the, but you're going to be excited to watch it. And again, because and again, I feel like Alex Reynolds and and um and Johnny Hungy are are under appreciate. They're underappreciated as a tag team just because of the way they've been booked. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Cole and MJF. And again, to pivot off of my thing, Tony Khan could have easily had could have had the battle royal instead of being for charity. It could have been for a shot at the world title on the on the pre-show. MGF defends the title against against um against the winner in the main event or you know on the card. Again, to me, if you, without CM Punk there, you know this is again where he should have pivoted. This this makes no sense. If your champion's fighting on the pay per view, why he's not why he's not defending his title? Um, this matchup is just a waste of space. Again, it's not that it's not. Again, it's just he knows the crowd's gonna be happy to see these guys together. But there's no reason. There's no reason why you know you couldn't have had Roderick Strong win win the title, win the thing. Had you know, and that that could have, or you know, one of the even one of the guys from the Kingdom, you know, again, it could have. There's just so many different ways it could have went with this with this match and went with this thing. This just again, it's it's a dynamite match. It's it's a match that you know is gonna be really good, and the crowd's gonna be for it. They're gonna hit their spots, but at the end of the day, you know who's gonna win. Brian, yeah, I'm with you guys again. Um, better than you, baby is going to win. Um, you guys are going to already know how I feel about MJF not <laughs> yeah. being in the main event on this. I've ranted and raved over this, and this all year, really. I mean, it's it's almost to the point where it's not funny anymore. <laughs> um, well, you just all, don't use your world champion in mid-card matches. It just does not. No. It's just it it's, not, it's all just all bad. No, you're, it's, you're, One, your world champion should be an attraction, not a weekly workhorse. But two... You don't put your world champion in the middle of the event. They should be the main event. Yeah, it, he doesn't really. I mean, I get if you're trying to do it as a undercard storyline, but you also should be pulling double duty and being in the main event. You know, so it should. Almost... And again, it should have been pivoted. They should have pivoted. And again, with CM Punk gone, it should have. You know, should we should be getting the world? There should be an AEW World Title match on this card. Yep. And, and actually, I'll go ahead and throw out my added value match that Carlos was challenging because uh, it is MJF related. I would have liked to seen something we haven't seen before. And I'm just going to throw it out there for fun. I would have almost done a MJF open challenge match for the title in a open challenge gauntlet match and say 10 superstars have went to Tony Khan and signed the first 10 to walk through that door, signed a contract to participate in MJF's 10 man gauntlet challenge match in the main event and st stay tuned tonight to find out who that is. I and love it. It would have been something different and I would have, it would have been a hook for me 
And I would have like, oh, I want to see what that's going to be. And so that's just me thinking off the top of my head. But I think that would be my added value match. And, and to go off of what you just said, you could have had you could have had Wardlow be like one of the first guys and then have him lose in the very end, you know, and tease that Wardlow MJF match. And that could have been a great way to build Wardlow back up, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hire us, Tony Khan. Hire <laughs> us. The hype in your daddy's type. We're, we're, we're cheap. We're, we're for sale anytime. <laughs> yeah, Drew's got his hand up. Drew, go ahead, Drew. Throw it out there. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So let, uh, let's break this down. Okay. So, I mean, I, I get it would rather be more attracting have having MJF defend his title. Um, I guess on the main, you know, on the main event, you know, him being the guy, the company guy. Um, but I feel as what's it called? So, so with that, I feel like, I mean, so, so you're trying to build him up as a main attraction. So in that sense, you don't want him, you know, defending it all the time. And, but I also feel like what he's doing right now with Adam Cole is the story moving forward, right? So, like, if if you were to book him, would you have him do a singles story with someone else? Meanwhile, doing the whole, you know, tag team championship storyline with Adam Cole. But the story of of that they're trying to tell is between him and Adam Cole, right? So in that sense, like, would it honestly make sense to drag him out there in the main event, you know, maybe bring up an opponent or two or whatever, if it's not going to really mean as much if the story is him and Adam Cole and, and, you know, in the eventual fallout, you know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at with that. In terms of the actual match, I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a fun match. Um, I think this is going to be, you know, yes, it's a dynamite worthy match. I think Dark Order is going to overperform and I think it's going to be re- uh, it's going to be a really fun match to the point where you know the hostility of that Chicago crowd might, you know, it might tame a little bit, it might die down a little bit. Um but um yeah, I mean everybody loves, you know, this tag team between MJF and Adam Cole, so I mean, to me personally, that's that's the story that they want to build upon. But, you know, you can't, like, you, you know, you can't really start un- to branch out a separate story for MJF, you know, in the main event for the for the actual title if, you know, the story moving forward involves that quote. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I mean that's my opinion. I mean, uh, but um, if y'all if y'all want to chime in, uh, you know, yeah, that's the one thing I like about the gauntlet match idea. You could throw Adam Cole into that if you really wanted to. Um, you know, I and I look at these things from year to year, and I look at the main event of All Out last year, and that featured, you know, it featured your main event, it featured your champion, um, and even though there was an alternate story there with 
uh, the devil himself, right? Um, but there was a main event, you know, championship match at this pay-per-view that's supposed to be the WrestleMania. But I do think that, you know, you could interject Adam Cole into that lineup as well. And then, you know, can write the story the way you want if you did the gauntlet match idea. And to me, like, you know, to continue the storyline, there's so many, like, even though, like, with me and Brian, like, like we prefer that MGF be the main event, you know, if he's going to be on the card, you know, you could have easily, you know, like, you like to say, continue the storyline, they could have easily been like, they could have had um, Matt Taven win, win, the, win the gauntlet match, like Brian was suggesting. Um, you know, you could, have, you could have MGF talking about, you know, he doesn't want, you know, he wants to, he wants to leave the, he wants to leave the, he wants to leave the show because, you know, because, you know, Chicago has some of his best rats that he wants to go bang. You know, there's so many, there's so many different ways that they could take him out of it, but having him, st but still having the world title be represented on the show and still continuing the storyline. I just think that I just think again with and again I guarantee you that Tony Khan knew he's probably going to fire CM Punk, and just you know to me, we should be getting a world title match, a singles match on this card just to add value to it. Because and I guess my question for you, I want to ask you, Drew, is is what do you consider? Because to me, I consider all out to be the WrestleMania, and I feel like they just totally shit the bed. Like this has this has WrestleMania two vibes to it. <laughs> um, do you consider? Do you consider all out to be the WrestleMania? So, um, that's so for me personally, I considered for the most part double or nothing to be the WrestleMania. Double or nothing okay. was the first pay per view. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, like I said, double or nothing to me was more so the culmination of you know all the yearly builds and stuff like that. Um, all out was. For me, it was like a second. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a second. Um, but still, their second. But still, their second biggest show. So again, if it's if, if, yeah, if yeah, in yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of logic, it should still be have a bigger feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you know SummerSlam to WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, yeah. you know your SummerSlam, I guess. Um, there you go. It you know to me that was the perspective until All In. Because at, at, at this point right now, as the company sits, I think All In is their WrestleMania moving forward. So okay. it will be All In. And then after All In, it will be, I mean, it, like I said, if you want to mix it up, it, it could be Double or Nothing or All, or all Out for, you know, 2A or 2B. But for me, it would probably be All In, Double or Nothing, and All Out. And then right, revolution probably, you know, it'd be after that. Sounds good. Fair enough. Thank you. Appreciate your appreciate your thoughts on that. No problem. Yeah, we got a question. We're gonna break it. Just take a small break in the card here. We got a question from Jim at Fan in the Van. What's your thoughts on punk being canned? <laughs> well, hey, we start, why don't we start off with you, Brian? We've made it almost an hour without saying CM Punk. Um, <laughs> so, you know, kudos. I, I was actually in my head going, man, how long before he comes up? So um, for me, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit about this offline and, you know, I'm mixed on it because there's the inner fan of me that wants to say, please let it be a work, which we know, okay, it's not, but, but I, there's a part of me that wants it to be because I wanted those dream matches. I wanted, you know, the Kenny Omega and Punk and the Elite and Punk, and I just wanted all that. But with that being said, um, 
I think it was a necessary business decision. It did have to be made. Um, I think it puts us in a very tough spot as an AEW as a company. Um, the thing was with last year in the first incident is we had a nice succession plan and it was very easy to lean on Jericho and Moxley and just pivot as Carlos has been saying and steer away from it. And right now it's a little tougher to do that with the way they're just kind of built things up. Um, I do think it was necessary. I hate to see it happen. Um, part of me does wonder if punk just wanted to be fired, you know, because I almost wonder if at the end of all out last year, after all that happened, if he just was done with the company, but he was still in a contract and they were negotiating and then they just decided to move forward. And so I, I just wonder, cause I don't think he's a stupid guy. I don't think he doesn't know that if he goes at Tony Khan or anybody like that again, that he's not going to be let go. So I just almost wonder if this was like him wanting to be let go and trying to find a way out because he's not happy there and doesn't want to be there. And I don't know where he goes from there, if he can go anywhere because he's has burned a lot of the bridges there. So that's kind of my overall take in a quick, short format. Good question. Carlos. So I think like I, when I, when I think about CM Punk and this whole situation, I honestly think about like watching a, um, an opera, like with opera, you're watching like a tragedy, and I, and that's just what this whole thing is. It's just a, it's just a big tragedy. I think everybody everybody in this situation has blood on their hands. Um, again, I feel like you know Tony Khan. I and for me honestly, to me Tony Khan takes most of the blame in this. Um, you know he he the the culture. And again, I appreciate the culture in in AEW. It's like everything to me is a double edged sword with this. I like the culture that these guys have more creative freedom. I like that they get to kind of do their own thing. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to Tony Khan. And so he he created this environment where where Sam Punk felt like he was the boss. He felt like it was his company. He created this environment where where the where, where his other superstars do not feel like it's important to protect and and kind of put their egos aside um, to protect the biggest draw they have. Um, you, you know, again, Cole Cabana, again, I like the guy he's, he's making millions off their t-shirts already. So I don't understand why these guys are getting mad at him because, you know, he disappeared after Tony Khan, you know, after CM Punk appeared, I do. I think that was a, I think, I think that was a Tony Khan decision too. I don't think that that was something CM Punk asked for. I think it was something that, that Tony Khan just did to keep CM Punk happy to, to kind of just try to not have this kind of stuff happen. And then it backfired on him, you know, with, with the, with the elite calling him out on TV about, you know, about their friend disappearing, but it's business. It's not friendness. It's business, you know? And so to me, it's just bad all around. I think that if you're going to bring CM Punk back, it should have been protected more. I don't think the guys that the elite that were just resigned, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have been resigned as EVPs if they were not willing to work with punk. Because again, if you're an EVP to me, that means that you, that you are thinking of the business the whole time. And again, if you don't want to work with him, that's fine. You can still be a talent, but they shouldn't have come back as EVPs. Um, if they weren't willing to work with him. So again, to me, and to me, I feel like, I feel like I, I, you know, we were talking about it on before the show and Brian was sharing his thoughts that he thought maybe CM Punk wanted to get fired. Um, and I think it was on both sides. I think that they, I think those guys want to see him punt and gone. So they did everything in their power to, to poke the bear and get him. And they knew that this was going to happen. And then CM Punk also in the, in the long, he was kind of like, if he's not going to get his way, he don't want to be there. And so I think at the end, everybody got what they wanted, but I think it's such a tra tragedy, um, because it, it should, again, there's a lot of business to be done. 
And again, sharing what I just talked about really with Samoa Joe, if I'm WWE, I do bring Punk in because I do think that I do think that WWE has a lot, a lot better business structure. And I think there's a lot of money to be left. I mean, again, the first time CM Punk has the microphone at, at WWE, it could do good ratings for them. And I think that they have they, they just have the culture there and then and, and, and they have the, the guys that like a guy like an undertaker, like a triple H, where they ha they have everything to gain and nothing to lose, to be honest. Because again, Punk has nowhere else to go. And it's just one of those things where, you know, why not utilize him? And in the end, I really, I, I really feel for CM Punk. I feel like he's still he he can't let go of things. And I think that's really tragic. And again, that's where I go back to the whole like opera Greek, like watching a, a, a tragedy unfold because he's somebody who got a second chance and had and had a second chance to kind of redo what, what was taken away from him in WWE. And I, I honestly just don't think he, he could ever let go of what happened in WWE and how he was mistreated and what he thought happened, you know, and, you know, and again, if he would ever went on this podcast to talk about it with his friend Cole Cabana, none of this would have ever be, would even be a, a situation. So like at the end of the day, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy that we're watching in front of our eyes. And I, and I just, and I pray for him and, and I hope that he, he can find peace because I think that if he could find peace and let things go, there's a lot of business to still be done. Um, but I don't, but again, it's like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I don't see why he can't just move on. It just, it makes me really sad all around, but I, I do, I do hope that he comes. I do hope to see him go to WWE. I do. I'm a CM Punk fan. I like, I like his work. I'm kind of mixed on it. Um, for starters, if I was Tony Khan before he signed him, I, I would have looked at how things went at that tail end with WWE when he walked out from doing the run the ropes deal with the staff infection and all that crap going on. Um, I think Punk could have definitely handled that better with as far as saying, okay, I'm done with you guys. He just flat out walked out and everything went on from there. But it's no surprise or no secret that Punk, doesn't exactly have what you call one of the best employee attitudes either. <laughs> like he's definitely not earning employee of the month in any type of normal business, the way he carries himself. I thought when he came back to pro wrestling signed under all elite wrestling, we saw a much different attitude, but that's also because we haven't really seen punk other than his two appearances for UFC it seemed like his attitude was a little better. And when he came on, everything was all okay, honky-dory. And then once we had that start of events where Hangman Adam Page went wrong with the promo on him, and then the last year's incident with the backstage with the Elite, I, I was actually really shocked they didn't let CM Punk go after they let uh, Ace Steel go. <laughs> I it kind of baffled me because to me, it almost kind of seemed like they were saying punk's party was at guilt for the most part. As we saw later in the investigation, you know, things seemed more consistent with what the elite were saying and punk, what punk was saying kind of kept mellowing out at first. And yeah, for me mentally, I was said, Oh, well, automatically. Yeah. Punk's the bad guy. Cause the story kept changing, but I don't know how true everything is because we weren't back there i mean that that's one thing i will say is none of us were back there we don't know what really happened and we can hear all sides of the story of what we want but 
for me, it's really hard to judge. However, you have two instances with Punk with backstage. Eh, let me rephrase that. Two instances that were pretty much the common denominator involving Punk and talent backstage. I hate to say it, but I, Tony Khan made the right move as far as firing him, but how he handled it on TV was not the right move. I thought that it was very immature and not very business savvy on Tony Khan's part. Um, Punk will be missed. I, I will say that. I, I didn't have a problem with him as a wrestler, but his personal handling of things just are not good. And I see Drew's got his hand up. Drew, I'm sure you want to speak on CM Punk. Yep. So, <laughs> all right, man. So, to me, um, like I said, I feel Tony Khan did the right thing under those circumstances. Um, you know, me personally, I've been a AW fan since it first started. Um, I never, you know, I was a fan of CM Punk, but I never had the, you know, he can do no wrong, you know, role, you know, you know, you know, the punk glasses and, you know what I'm saying? I, I just never had that approach to him where I was just like, man, I'm, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm a punk guy, you know, pro punk, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, I just feel like, and, and this is what I'll say, um, with punk, you know, like y'all said, everybody in this situation has blood on their hands. I think punk in certain situations, I think Punk was right and was wrong with maybe some statements that he said, whatever, whatever. But ultimately, it's how he handled those situations. He is known to be a guy that holds grudges, even if they're small ones, even if it's a sly remark, even, you know, any type of little grudge he holds right and he doesn't forget i mean we we saw it with hangman page he, after he came back from that foot injury he he you know he went shoot on on hangman page like like three months after after the fact so this is a guy and i i don't i don't think he has anger issues per se i just think he doesn't know how to communicate in the best way in situations where where you know it's the heat of the moment or you know or whenever he you know he gets emotion emotionally rattled you know what i'm saying he, he doesn't have thick skin you know so to me it's you know it's not so much of what he says or does it's more so how he handles his business you know what i'm saying yeah and he's I'm, like that employee that can't take the slightest constructive criticism exactly and but, he, but he's also your best salesman so you're like you're stuck <laughs> exactly it's it's a double-edged sword you know it is it, it's exactly it so it's like you either live or die by a sword so um so with punk it's it's just like I said, it's it's tricky and it you know, it resulted in what it resulted with, you know. But 
I will say this though. Um, what's it called? You know, lunging at your boss, and and you know, this was reported, and you know, they used lunging in terms of like the lightest form. So it might have it might have been that he was so frustrated he might have swung at, at TK. I don't know what the hell happened, but I mean that's just unacceptable. You know, you 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 do that at your regular workplace, you're getting fired. Like yeah. I'm sorry, but you're getting you know wrestling. Okay, is so- you're going to jail. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you 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 lunge at your boss or, or try to swing on him or get physical, get in his face or whatever. You're getting fired. I mean, this is. It's 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 ABC, you know, it's it's simple math, you know. So but that's what I mean, like for me, like, like I think it's go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it, in essence, it's like I mean, like I said, and me personally, I think I just think punk outside AEW was inevitable. I, I do think part of me thinks he was trying to get fired after the first um after the first in- incident, you know what I'm saying? I think you know he was he came back, you know, I think he tried to play nice guy. He tried to put his, you know, his brave face on, but ultimately it didn't work. You know, it didn't get past his issues, his personal issues that he has in his mind, you know, and I think it resulted in what it resulted in. I think that, um, I think that, uh, like, like, uh, when a couple months back, when you know when brawl out happened, there was a rumor, and I think it was verified that he wanted out the first time, or he, you know, whether he wanted the buyout or whatever. But it was, for the most part, con- uh, confirmed that he did want out. So it wouldn't be surprising that this whole time, like I said, he put on his his smiley face on. But in the you know in the back of his head, maybe he was like, man, you know, I kind of lost my spirit here, you know. So, I mean, that's that's all I gotta say. Like in the end, I think like I just to re- just back back. I think in the end, I think this all could have been avoided if Tony Khan would have been a, a, a stronger boss and things like that. But but in, and again, like I wouldn't like I said already, I wouldn't I wouldn't have brought these guys back as EVPs if they weren't willing to do business. Um. But in the end, I'm I'm happy with the result. Like I'm happy that because again, everyone has blood in their hands. I'm glad that Tony Khan did give him another chance because I feel like Tony Khan could have could have avoided a lot of this if he would have just ran things differently. And there was a different culture there, so I'm glad that he gave him another chance. But I don't think Tony Khan owes him anything. I don't think Tony Khan owes us anything with this. Um, I feel like everybody, like again, for me, I personally would just fire Jungle Boy because I think that he's 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 expendable. And I and I would and it's not because he necessarily did like he's the wrong guy in this, but I think I would just do it just to show, like if you guys do this again to where you guys try to poke a bear and you guys you know try to cost us business and cost us a big headliner in the future, if you guys aren't putting the business first and you're putting your own personal feelings first, you're not going to survive. So I think it would just be a good shot to fire to the rest of the roster just to show, hey, you know, again, this is mostly CM Punk's fault, but at the same time, you guys shouldn't have been, you guys shouldn't have been aggravating him and poking the bear and if you guys wouldn't have done that maybe he would still be around so again everyone has blood in their hands um but again i think that they exact they they exhausted all all their different options and i i think it's time to move on for AEW. 
All right. <laughs> now that we got that all out of the way, we get to go back. Oh, yeah, sure. there's a pay-per-view tonight, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sarah and I are actually going to go watch it in the theater tonight. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, why don't we go ahead and move on? Uh, we left off on the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, right? Yep, next one, yep. Okay, so let's go on to the eight-man tag. We got FTR and the Young Bucks, the which is really going to be the interesting combo for tonight, especially after all the events. They're going to take on Bullet Club Gold. Why don't we start with Brian on his prediction for this one? Yeah, um, actually, that's almost a perfect one to follow with based on the great conversation we just had with all the listeners. Um, I am going to pick the Young Bucks and FTR because that's really a win for uh, the elite. And it's almost a win for CM Punk in a weird, weird way. Um, I don't think because FTR was his guys. And um, I look at that though, that they are going to take the win over bullet club. And then, you know, I think they'll just try to get in Chicago and get out. I don't think they're going to try to hang around too much in this match. I don't think it'll be a 40 minute marathon or anything crazy. I think they're just going to get in, do their job and get out. Cause I don't think the bucks are trying to stay around Chicago too long tonight. So I do think it's going to be a quick win and quick out. And now that you just said that, that might end up being the first match on the main card. <laughs> and you know what? I would, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Cause they're going to get the hell out of Chicago. No, you know, it's, it's smart. I would do it if I was them. I would just get them done. Yeah. Uh, Carlos. So I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going to pass to Drew. Drew, you have your hand up. Why don't you give your thoughts and I'll give my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I'm in total agreement. I think it's, it's a situation where they get in and they get out. Um, I, and I don't know if I'm foreshadowing, but you know, I know FTR and the Bucks are cool. You know, they're cordial, whatever, but I, I mean, things might get a little chippy. I don't know why. I just, it's just a feeling that I have because of what happened to Punk and because they're working together. And the fact that, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but after Collision, you know, when the Bucks came out, they were, they were a little bit too jittery. You know, they were, they weren't, you know, whatever. They were, you know, doing it looked like they were doing victory laps after the show. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it was odd. It was, it was a little odd seeing that. So it's like, you know, maybe there might be some tensions there, but at the same time, I feel like um, FTR, they're they're professionals. You know, they they know how to handle their business, so. I think the match is going to go as planned. Like I said, they're going to get in. They're going to get out. You know, it's going to be a lot of hostility. Um, and one more thing about the punk thing. You know, I said I was a day one AW fan. Um, like I said, CM Punk doesn't really make or break me in terms of me loving the product. I just... I just want and I just need for them to put out good storylines and basically go back to what made them so hot, which was character development and, you know, you know, bringing up people to another level. You know what I'm saying? Because 
I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but, you know, AEW was hot before CM Punk came in. CM Punk, when he came in, he was the icing on the cake. But that summer, that summer, they were hot. Like, they were, they had a lot of good stories, you know, coming into that summer. They were, you know, they were all guns blazing. And CM Punk was, you know, he was, like I said, he was the icing on the cake. So I just want them to revert to that, revert what made them hot right after the pandemic, which is, like I said, good characters, solid stories, you know, character development and progression. So, I mean, yeah, that that's all. You want me to go next? Yeah. So, like, like Drew already said, because I know you guys, as you and Brian didn't get to watch Collision. The Young Bucks already came out at the end of the, the Young Bucks came out at the end of Collision to make the save when um when Cash Wheeler, Dax got beat by JY and then Cash Wheeler was kind of going at it with all four guys, and then the Young Bucks already came out to make the save there. So they already kind of came out to that Chicago crowd. Um, I think this will be the third match because that's usually where the Bucks always fight is the third match on the card, um, or maybe the second match. Um, but I think that. I think that, you know, I, I too, I think FTR Young Bucks win. Bullet Club Gold got the victory to all in so they can take the loss here. And I just think it's, they, I think it's a good show and a camaraderie and just to double down on it, you know, you know, if you, if you watch, if you watch Being the Elite, um, Colt Cabana has been hanging out with these guys on Being the Elite. So I would just, I would just double down. I'd, I'd have Colt Cabana join Brandon Cutler out, out there, joining them in the ring tonight to, to be the corner guys for this team. But I definitely think FTR and the Young Bucks win and what will be a fun match. Yeah, I'm gonna go along with you and Brian. I, I think after you just mentioned uh, Bullet Club getting the win last weekend, and looks like they got some victories this week. Maybe it's not gonna really hurt them to take a loss this one. So I'm gonna go with FTR and the Young Bucks as well. Um, while we go on to a singles match here that I think is gonna be a killer one, I hope. It's going to be Kenny Omega taking on, as Carlos would call it, take a shitta, but uh, Kanoski Takeshita. <laughs> Why don't we start with you, Carlos, on your thoughts for this match? I'm going to just go with Kanoski. Why? I think maybe, maybe I'm hoping tonight we finally, we maybe we get a debut of of a new um of a new member of the Don Callis family. I think Kenny Omega can take the loss. I think Kanoski already got this. He already got the win over Kenny. Um, in the singles, in the in the in the multi-man match, and I'm gonna double down and go Kanosuke to keep getting built as a superstar, and Kenny Omega putting over his friend. I'm gonna go Kanosuke in this match. Brian, all right. So um, this I'm actually gonna go with. This is gonna be my match that I'm looking the most forward to tonight. So you know, for our challenge, and you know, I'm gonna tie back what to Drew said just a moment ago. And he said that, you know, AEW's got to do what they did and when they were successful before CM Punk. And that was Kenny Omega, right? That was the elite. And so, and just to remember, I, I want to, I want to, you remember really <laughs> what I want to say with that too is the thing that they need to get back to is good tag team wrestling too, which is again, I hope after the eight man Mac, because that's what hooked me with AEW was the tag team wrestling. I lost that's my all, point. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. My, oh. um, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> Oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. You're so, an uh, asshole. So for me, um, 
I am going to take Omega because, you know, and I will piggyback on Carlos there. You know, you have, you know, the Young Bucks and your great tag team groups. You got Kenny Omega, who was Kenny the Collector. And he was carrying your company for a good year. And he had his feud with Hangman Page. And that was a long-term booking thing. And so I'm looking right now at Tony Khan and I'm saying, okay, you did get rid of, you picked a side. You were trying to play both sides. You were trying to make everybody get along because there was a lot of money. You did now choose a side. You are team elite. It's all elite wrestling. And you now have to go with these guys. And um, I think eventually, you know, let's lead down the line, you know, and go with an MJF, Kenny Omega, big time feud. And, you know, I'm not saying time soon, but I do think that can carry into the war of 2024 when Kenny Omega is the face of your all elite for a very long time. And MJF is threatening to leave. And we'll get into that storyline way later. But I do think that that, might be a time for Kenny to, you know, step up and show his worth once again as a face of this franchise. So that's my pick tonight. You're picking Kenny. I am picking Kenny. All right. This is going to be interesting because I'm going to kind of play. Uh, I'm going to kind of play the generic formula of our buddy Ted the Hillbilly Hill. I mean, you and generic just sound sounds like a sounds good together. No, yeah, just my ass. <laughs> good lord! I think uh, you're right, Brian. We need to mute this son of a bitch right now. So. But no, I I'm going with Ted the Hillbilly Hills formula because hills are supposed to lose. And I think this part, Takesha got the win last weekend. I think this weekend it wouldn't be bad if he took the loss on this. Heels are supposed to make the faces look good. Heels generic generally lose more than they do win. And I don't think Takesha is going to look bad taking a loss here either. Because I think the fans know who he is. They're invested in him as a talent. And I think he's got a bright future going if he sticks it out with AEW. Kenny Omega, you can say the same thing. He could take a loss and his stock doesn't go anywhere. So really either guy taking a loss isn't going to hurt. It's just who's it, who needs it more. I think Kenny Omega with Brian's theory right there going toward maybe building up a story with MJF for the MJS 2024 bid there. <laughs> I, I, I would say Kenny Omega wins this and starts getting a build, hopefully getting away from the Don Callis deal. And let's see. Sorry, I kind of lost my screen here. Uh, let's see, Drew's got his hand up. Drew, let's go ahead and get your opinion on there. Um, I think, uh, I mean, it's a hard one. Um, like you guys just said, no one really loses losing this match. Um, me personally, I'd actually have to catch the win um, another match. And then I'd honestly build up the feud better. Because it, it, it's kind of been, you know, start, stop, stop, stop and start. You know, because, you know, at first it was like, oh, man, you know. They're really building Takeshita up. He's getting booed out the building, blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of, you know, pause that with the whole combat club and everything. So I just want to see, because, you know, Kenny Omega winning this and then moving on, it's kind of like, okay, then 
what did the you know the build really or, or the feud really serve for you know i i want kanosuke takesa to win one more time and i want them to kind of stretch this a little bit longer and really make it interesting to the point where we get a third you know rubber match and then have kenny win or i mean they could go they could go the other way you know if 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 Takesa loses, you know, and they're able to make the feud interesting again, um, you know, have have Takesa win the, the 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 rubber match, and you know, he'll be probably better off with it. You know, that's if they want to go full force Takesa. But I mean, at this at this moment, I'd I'd put the rocket pack back to Kenny. I'd make him the main guy again. You know, do what you guys did to make the company succeed before CM Punk as uh, one of you guys noted down. So it's on, it's going to be an interesting one to see uh, because of the outcome, because of, you know, where do they go from here? So, yep. That's all. All right. While we move on to the next match, that was kind of the surprise where I didn't see it till uh, just before we started going live here. We got Brian Danielson taking on Ricky Starks. And Carlos, I know you're waiting and dying to get this thought out. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so again, this, so to, to Brian's question, um, who I think is going to grab the brass ring tonight, I think it's going to be Ricky Starks. Um, again, this guy, you know, his promo yesterday was so good. And I, I suggest you guys go watch it. You know, he was even getting tears in his eyes, you know, cause he was emotional about it because, um, you know, he has been a guy who every time he gets to go up there, he feels like he gets, he gets slapped back down again. And, you know, here he was supposed to be in the main event of, of this pay-per-view against, against CM Punk. And then, you know, they have to change course, um, and again, thank you for to Brian Danielson for coming out early to to, to give Ricky his match. Um, I I predict Ricky Stark is going to win, and and, and and I think that Ricky is going to grab the brass ring. Um, I think this match is going to be amazing. I think Ricky Starks is going to show that he belongs in the main event. Um, he's somebody who knows his worth, you know. And I think to me, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm pushing him to the moon. And I'm going to make sure that, that, that I keep him happy. Cause he's definitely one of those guys that I could see going to WWE to go up with his friend, Cody Rhodes. Um, so I think there's a lot on the line with this match. And I think again, Brian Danielson is again, he's not someone who's worried about winning. And again, and again, I wish he was more selfish. I think, cause I feel like he should be a W world champion already. I do like that. He, that he want that he, that he won at, um, at, um, forbidden door. Um, against Okada, but again, I think I do think that this matchup is where again we see somebody grab the brass ring. And that's Ricky Starks, and I think Ricky takes this match. And I think it's funny you mentioned that because now that we go back and we just not too long ago had the Owen Hart Foundation <laughs> tournament there, mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like that was the right call to have stick Ricky Starks defeat CM Punk after all that. Exactly. So, so yeah. Um, but to your point, everything you said, I think it's spot on. I think they need to start pushing that guy to be the face at Collision now that mm-hmm. Punk is no longer with the company. So my pick tonight is going to be alongside with Carlos. I'm going with Ricky Starks. Um, Brian, what's your pick? Yeah, on this one, the um, 
I agree. I, I do believe I had Ricky Starks as my brass ring pick. Um, I think he's got the most to gain, and he's going to be in a high-profile match with, you know, um, geez, I almost said CM Punk. He's all over my brain. Um, Dan, Brian <laughs> take, Daniels. Take, take off your punk shirt. And maybe it wouldn't be on your brain so much. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, so Brian Danielson, um, and you know, he's in there with a guy that can go and can help take him to the next level. I do believe that we will see something good out of Starks tonight. Um, also, um, you know, I was going to lean towards Brian Danielson, but just kind of hearing your guys' points, I am going to go with Ricky as well. Yeah, another one. Wow, we can corrupt some people here, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was very good point, and I was thinking, you know, maybe we are at that point where we do need to pull the trigger on some guys like that. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to figure out who's going to be your next top guy, and I mean, unless you're going to shift some guys from, you know, dynamite over to collision, I think you're two biggest guys right now that, well, three that can come to mind now, actually. I mean, you got Samoa Joe, you got Ricky Starks, but you also have, um, God damn, I just lost it. You can also have Miro kind of be your mainstay there too for a little bit. Uh, but anyhow, uh, do you guys have any other final thoughts on that? No, I think we're good. Unless it's someone else, if you, if one of you guys want, some couple of people just requested the mic. If you guys want to share your thoughts on this, you can raise your hand. Um, if not, we're gonna move on to the next match. Yeah, I mean, there's there's oh. a lot of different opportunities there. So, Leroy, Sorry. did you want to speak real quick, or was that a hand up, or just a high? <laughs> uh, it was a little bit of both. All right. What's up, uh, my man? What's up, my dude? What's going on? What's going on, Carlos? What's going on, John? What's going on, everybody? Uh, I think the faces of Collision should be Miro, Rillo, and Jay White in the in the Bullet Club Gold. So, so would you keep Bullet Club Gold mainly t- on uh, Collision, then? Yep, I would. Okay. And, and to piggyback off what Leroy said, if, if I was them too, like I would move, I would move over the Bullet Club for the next. I would I would move over the um I would move over the Blackpool Combat Club for the next year to feed with them as well. That's I mean that's what I would do. I would just have those guys be like the guys. You know, you can move different factions over year after year, or may, or maybe even best friends, but have one of those factions come over there to feed with those guys for the next year. Yep. Yep. That's what I would do. Uh, yeah, that's what I would do. Willow, Willow. Okay, here we go. Willow. Not the inf- aren't you gonna aren't you gonna shout the infantry too? Come on now, come on now. I was gonna say the infantry. <laughs> there you go. That's my point. Uh, uh, I would uh, I would have Willow. Uh, I would have Willow, Miro, Jay White, and then Thunder Rose in the infantry. I have infantry doing both shows: Ring of Honor and Collision. For people who who don't want to watch uh, or don't want to pay the honor club, and so because because if you haven't seen uh, most people who've seen seen Sean Dean, but not many people have seen Carly Bravo, and he's an entertaining guy. He's a charismatic individual. So along with his tag partner and Trisha Dora, I would have them all. And if you matter of fact, I would have them be uh be beefing with uh. The Bullet Club, and uh, on 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 collision, so I would have them do to be introductory and stuff. Give a, give the mic to Carly Bravo, and then 
he will be on a band of the infantry and they will want to see them. So you know, why, like, why not why not put the infantry with Shane Taylor promotions? You know what? You read you read my mind. I was I was literally I was literally about to say that actually. Mm-hmm. Uh I would actually and I would I would put on with uh Shane Taylor promotions. Like because since you can't since O'Shea is an MOW, um and like his his other people are just like they're spread out. The original members are spread out. You bring in you bring in Ron Hunt as the manager, as he is, and have the infantry and Trisha Dora and Carly Bravo as the as the uh the soldiers, you know, the the soldiers of the uh Shane Taylor promotions that'd be like, all right, you know, they, they are part of the Shane Taylor promotions, but they're like these these are my these are my shoulders to go to war with me, but also like kind of like with the Bullet Club, like like what um what Tomatonga had for the Bullet Club. He had he had the firing squad. They have the infantry, so that's what I literally I would literally have that on there because you could have they even tease it. Like I think even like Shane Taylor and and Carly Bravo and all them was talking about it. So I think I would do that. And because uh, like everybody else is like spread out, like uh, O'Shea's an MOW, uh, Moses I think is still in the Indies, and um, and Connor's another group. So you have the infantry in there. So not just because I know them, because they're just talented individuals, and I like to see that. So, so that's just my point. Appreciate your point always. Did you want to speak really quick, Teddy? I know that if you're just waving or you wanted to speak really quick, if you wanted to grab the mic really quick, you can. So, hi, I'm Teddy's dad. I, we This is his first ever big pay-per-view. He's seven years old and obsessed with this stuff. So he's got his own little thing where he interviews people. But he and I, were just we're here in town today, like going to go to the show tonight. I saw the Moxley spaghetti noodles. No, those were skewers. Those weren't spaghetti noodles. Oh. But, <laughs> Anyway, so we were here, but like I was wondering, you know, with Punk gone off collision, and I don't know when they are able to kind of move over when Sasha Banks gets healthy and when Will Ospreay is like officially like can do AEW full time. But I would think the two of them alone would be, you know, maybe have MJF on there a decent chunk and Adam Cole and some of those other guys. But I would think the star power from Will Ospreay and Sasha Banks would be, or sorry, Mercedes Monet would be enough to kind of keep collision, you know. And, and honestly, too, I CM Punk isn't as good as he was a few years ago. I would say Will Ospreay and, and Mercedes Monet would be more entertaining anyway. I agree and with you. And the other one, the, the other person that I'm looking – to join them too is I, I I'm gonna predict it right now, bull prediction. I think Drew Galloway leaves. I think Drew I think Drew McIntyre leaves WWE uses this as an opportunity to go get paid and he joins AEW and then we see Drew Galloway also on collision as well with Edge too, Adam Copeland. Um I think well, there's I, a lot of different even too go like ahead. you go to a decent chunk of indie shows and there's yeah. people that are at impact and do like on the upper level of that kind of indie circuit too, who I think would just be amazing. Like even mid carters. Like, I don't know if you guys know who speedball is Mike. Bailey. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the funnest, probably one of the funnest people to watch like ever. Like I have no idea how he isn't up on AEW or WWE. Yeah. Already, to be honest. Same thing with, his kick yeah, is hard as well. What was that? His kicks is hard as hell. I, I've been in the ring with him. Uh, and that's he's trained with them, yeah. Yeah, so 
I mean, probably the, one of the, be- the best matches I've ever seen was Roderick Strong and Speedball at a Revolver event, and it was crazy. But, I mean, even you look at guys like SGC who work with John Moxley already, you know, the Manders, Vance Warner, and then, oh, God, what's the other guy? But like, oh, you're they're... speaking Leroy. You're speaking Leroy's language right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, my, that's my people. My dogs. But I just think this this will fill up the opportunity to kind of bring up some more of those kind of awesome indie-level people who, in my opinion, might even be kind of more entertaining than some of the, the lower card people on AEW already, you know? Again, if, if this, if, 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 if losing CM Punk would, would make Tony Khan open up back the forbidden door with, with, with impact wrestling, I'd be all for that. Again, like why not have, why not have collision be like the forbidden door where you have the, the guys from, you know, from, from impact coming in and you know, the guys, you know, from MLW, why not? You know, again, they have, they have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So if, if it opens more door, doors for talent to get shine and like that, and you know it, it puts a brighter spot on independent guys too, to where they can come in, I'm, I'd, I'd be all for that in a heartbeat. I mean, because too, then you're going to have more people interested in going to those little indie shows too, and that's going to do, you know what I mean? That's going to be a big good thing for all of us. Open up more doors, definitely. And that's yeah, and that's something cool. that again, when they were when they were filming when they were filming um, when they were filming you right. know the um, dark before before. Um, Dynamite. That was something I was looking forward to, and I personally went to a show because, again, I was being introduced to all this independent talent in my area, and then it made me want to go see the shows more. So, again, and that's one thing I do appreciate about AEW is that they do use the independent talent, um, and that's where I guess I wish they'd have those shows more because get those shows back, hopefully, because I think that that's something that they do really well is giving back to the business. Um, that's why I even think guys they can sign a guys like you know they're, they 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 have the lead into signing guys like your Aussie opens and your Will Ospreys when his contract comes up, because in the long run, they know that they'll still have, they can still work for new Japan. So almost like you're seeing like a justice league of wrestling being built with AEW and all the partners like new Japan and triple a. Um, and again, us as fans win. So, and again, like you said, I would just, I'd love to see them open that door up back with them, with it, with um, impact wrestling as well. Even if they were to do like, you know, how WWE does like those house shows, even if they were to do like a decent chunk of like house shows across the country where it's like, hey, here's, you know, a few of our higher level mid card guys and a bunch of your, you know, local or big name indie people to kind of get some more spotlight around them. Again, that's a win win for everybody. And I agree. And then that's, that's again, like where I would like to see Tony Khan be more of a boss because he is paying these guys a lot of money to just a lot of them just sitting around to be like, you know, what, I'm going to, you know, you're going to, if you're not going to be utilized on TV or you're going to go work these independent dates, like, again, like, why not, you know, ask for a part of the house with that as well. And, you know, and build it up. I'm all, I'm all for it. I like what you're cooking, man. I, I dig it. Awesome. I'll go on mute again. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, you're good. We appreciate you. Again, we're here for the interaction. We appreciate you guys both being here. Are you guys all in Chicago, by the way? What time do doors open? Oh, I'm not there tonight. I'm just watching from home. But they should open. Oh, okay. They open open about usually an hour before the show. All right, cool. So, yeah. Enjoy again. Enjoy the show tonight, guys. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to my dogs, my fellow members of FCC, so. We definitely love to see them or be a part of them on TV. So yeah, that would be fucking great and stuff. So yeah, we're we're based out of Iowa, and Manders trained out of Seth Rollins' school here, and we we work with a lot of those guys pretty closely on Teddy's show. So yeah, no one stop. Hell yeah, 
Yeah, we're gonna have to get Nasty Leroy on Teddy's show here. Anybody you want, dude. Teddy loves to do that stuff. He had Dan the Dad on not too long ago, but nice. Uh, one, one of the cool things too is funny story at Revolver. Uh, last time they were in Des Moines, we were in the front row, and they had this big barbed wire deathmatch scaffolding stuff. Like Manders fell like through barbed wire, like a story and a half. And at the end of it, they recognized Teddy. And so they lifted him up on their shoulder and like uh, Mance Horner was covering him around, like walking around and everybody's cheering for him. And Teddy was just covered in his blood. And then oh my gosh. Did, did you guys, did you guys, did you guys apply for a press pass for today? No, I didn't even think about it. I mean, I don't know that uh, we were big enough to do that. <laughs> hey, you know, next time you should try. Cause that's something about AEW too, that they're very willing to give. I'm sure Tony Khan would love to have Teddy in there asking him questions. Who's Teddy's favorite oh, wrestler? Who, who's your favorite wrestler right now, bud? <laughs> yes his scumbag nice <laughs> love it yeah he's obsessed with the acclaim too he's got a yeah teddy scissor me Woo. yeah my i love the acclaim too scissor me dad scissor me yep scissor me teddy <laughs> I will, uh, what's up john what's up everybody what's up mark I'll send you guys a picture of Teddy getting carried around by Mance Warner, just covered in his blood. If you guys want, yeah, to that'd be awesome. That's cool, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. Can I ask you a, can I ask you a question? Did, am I reading this correctly? Did he really get canned from AEW? Yeah, so CM Punk's out of here yesterday. Why? Because he got into that fight with um Jack Perry. Well, he lunged, he attacked Tony Khan too, which wasn't exactly a smart business move. Going after your boss isn't always the best thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he's stupid for doing that. I thought it was for the um the Jack Perry thing. It was, it was, that was like, it was the final straw. I mean, they, they, the way he handled it, they, they said that they were with the reporting from last week, they were being nice about it. Um, but you know, he just, just, it was all handled wrong. He, he attacked Tony Khan. He, you know, Tony Khan doesn't feel safe. It needed to be done. I mean, again, we're, we were talking about earlier, everyone has blood on their hands with this one, but at the end of the day, it, it was time to move on for them. No, nah, well, you know he ain't going back. He ain't coming to wrestling. You ain't, we ain't gonna see him no that much no more. Let's uh, see I don't know about that one. There's some money to be made. We'll see. And like I said, Anything? unless he's in TNA or Anything can happen in WWE. No. I mean, I, and to me, I guess one of those things. Huh? I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I would love to see him back in Impact Wrestling. That should be fine. He said he's not going back to WWE. He said no matter how much, I don't care what they, he's not going back. He said. When did he say? When did he say that though? CM Punk said that he said he's not going back to WWE. He said he cannot work with Vince no more. He said he can't work with Triple H no more. He can't stand him. So what makes you think he's gonna go back to somewhere that you can't stand to work with the people that runs the show? Even though Vince Man don't run the show no more, but Triple H is still there. He can't stand him. I mean, to me, it's money. I mean, to, and to me, like again, if, if again, just playing devil's advocate, um, if if you're triple, if you're Triple H, and you know, Miss McMahon has had this long-standing, um, this long-standing, what is it, um, reputation of being able to put the business first and being able to work with guys, then then maybe Triple H wants to show that he can do that as well, and if he can bury the hatchet with 
if he can bury the hatchet with um with CM Punk and do business, then maybe this is Triple H's way of putting his his signature on the product and showing, hey, we can do business too and we can work things out. So I would never say never, like WWC is never say never, but um if they want to do business, then he can. And again, I don't think CM Punk wants to go out by being remembered like this. No, I get what you're saying, but like I said, the way how they handled him getting, like, the whole getting married thing to AJ, and they didn't want him to, like, they didn't want him to take off, and he took off and broke his contract, and then in an interview, he, he if you look at, I think I forgot where, what, what it was, he said that they, they mismanaged him, and they didn't know the creative side or whatever, they didn't know what to do, and... That WrestleMania, when he fought Triple H, or I think it was at WrestleMania or somewhere, he was like, listen, I don't need to wrestle you. Like, he didn't want to, to be honest, that WrestleMania, I think it was, when CM Punk fought Triple H, he didn't, I'm not Triple H, yeah, it was Triple H, but CM Punk told, said it himself, listen, I didn't need to fight Triple H, Triple H needed to fight me, but, like, he thought that was just something like, he didn't, he, Triple H never liked him. Instead of like booking him with somebody else for and whatever, I don't I, like I can't remember the words for word, but he said I was watching it like it was an interview and he said that um that he would never go back there like the way how they if, listen I forgot when was it in seven years he wasn't even even though he's been hasn't been there for a lot a lot longer than that but within them seven years when people started calling his name CM Punk CM Punk blah 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 blah. Why they didn't reach out to him, and if they wanted to do business, why they didn't reach out to him? Yep. Like I, I said, he got can he got canned from um, AEW. Now, if there's money to be made, like I said, it's either going to be in New Japan wrestling, um, TNA. Uh, what's another wrestling company? Ring of Honor, but that's that. That's, M- M- MLW. Yeah, yeah. But going back to WWE, he, I can't see it. I can see it from a from a from a like to make real real money, but like personally, I can't see it. Because, like I said, he said it himself. He will never go back. Like I can like, not, not say never, but he says he can. He will. He will not go to WWE again. So, like yeah, I, I remember said, I don't that know. interview too. Yeah, I remember that interview. Yeah, he said it. He said he will never yeah. go back. If I'm not mistaken, he said he will never go back to WWE. Never. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, like never say never, but. Yeah, but the like problem, right now, the problem is though, CM Punk was backstage trying to talk to, trying to mend fences. So <clears throat> that's why Carlos was trying to bring up when you heard that last thing with CM Punk because it was reported by several resources. Punk was trying to mend fences after his first little break from AEW. And he was kicked out of the building by Vince. He was actually, Triple H was willing to talk to him, but that was only if Vince was willing to let Punk be backstage. And Vince said no and kicked him out. So, so bottom line is, I don't think Punk's opposed to going back to WWE as long as he can mend those fences. And this could be the ammunition he has to 
go back to WWE and actually settle the settle all the backstage stuff he had before. So, uh, you, I would, I would, like I said, I wouldn't mind seeing him back in WWE. I wouldn't mind it, but like, like, like everybody, like you just said, it is. It is what it is. Three oranges. What the hell she wants three oranges for? But that's crazy, though. But let me ask you a question. Did Jack Perry get anything like a suspension or or fined or anything like that? He's he was suspended. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah, they they sent him home and stuff. for yeah. Go ahead, Drew. You have your hand up? Oh, sorry. Oh, I no. actually, sorry. Sorry. Well, I, I had to kind of do a mute all because I'm actually got a hard time here to be done in the next half hour. So we're going to try to get carry on with the show and we'll save some comments right as we get done at the final part. Um, unfortunately, our partner Brian had to tap out. He had to go get some things done. We're going to move on to the next match. For the TBS championship, the champion Chris Statlander is going to defend against Ruby Soho. Uh, why don't we start with you, Carlos, on your pick there? Uh, this one, I'm 50-50 on this one. Just for the sake of storytelling, I'm going to go with Ruby Soho to finally get, finally, you know, become the bride and not always the bridesmaid. Um, and I, and again, I love Statlander, but I don't really think they're doing anything with her for the, for this tide with the title. Um, and I would like to see maybe Ruby get it, get to finally be a singles champion. And then I think it adds more to her their conflict within the um within the outcast. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Ruby Soho for this one. Oh, interesting. I'm gonna read Brian's because he gave me his picks for the remainder. Uh he's got Chris Statlander retaining the championship, which uh I'm sorry, Carlos, but I think I'm gonna go right there with Brian. I'm fine. I I don't know if right now is the right time to take the title off Statlander. I see your point though. It would make sense to put the championship on Soho that way, you know, you have Soraya and Ruby having that momentum and just totally pretty much ditching Tony Storm. They're going to ghost her for sure if that does happen. But as far as title reign wise, I think they keep it on Statlander for tonight. Uh, Drew, I see you got your Oh, sorry. I see you got your hand up. Why don't you go ahead and get it out there? So, um, I with this match, I have Ruby Soho going over. Um, based yeah. on the fact that Ruby won, she's never won a big match. I mean, her last match uh, with the uh, Owen Cup, she lost it, you know? Like, how many times does she have to lose before she gets her big win? So I think this is going to be her big win. I think this will help the outcasts because the whole point of the outcast was basically, you know, they're anti-AEW per se, and they want all the gold, right? So, I mean, this would be a perfect way to kind of send a message to the locker room like, hey, you know, you got Saraya as the world, the women's world champion, and we got Ruby, uh, with TBS champions, uh, and I think Ruby deserves it. I mean, she's always been, you know, she's she's never been the female, 
but she's always been the female that works with the female. You know what I'm saying? She's always been the, you know, the bridesmaid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think she deserves a big win uh, at, at this stage of her career. I, I don't, I can't even recall if she's ever won a significant title in her career. I'm, I'm talking about even, even WWE, like besides the, the tag team championships. So I'm going Ruby on this one. All right. Uh, why don't we move on to the next one, the TNT Championship, as my brother calls it. The champion, Lucha Dino, is going to defend against Darby Allen. Um, yeah, I kind of lost Brian's picks at the moment. Um, Who do you have winning this match, Carlos? I'm going to go with Darby Allen. And again, again for me... Um, like the thing, the thing that I want with the champions in, in, in AEW, and again, just for like, and again, um, look at the acclaim for the for the prime example is again. I, I feel like I know Tony Khan's booking pretty much, and the, the thing for me is with him, I want champions that that he wants to have featured on television. And so for me, like if he puts the belt on Darby, Darby's one of his boys. And I feel like if, if he have, if we see Darby Allen as champion, we'll see the title defended a lot more on television, like we've seen with Orange Cassidy and the inter- international title. So I'm hoping that or, or hoping that Darby wins. But personally, I would like to see Darby Allen just be more in the main event scene. But at the same time, if he if he can elevate this title back to the prestige that it is, and maybe this can be the championship of collision, um, I'm all for that too. But I'm gonna take Darby Allen. All right. I actually pulled up Brian's pick. Sorry. He actually picked uh, Luchasaurus to retain. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the uh, market for a new tag team partner. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just out there. there must be some friction between you two. <laughs> Our um, synergy's off. Yes. I'm going with Luchasaurus just because of the size and power. I think, I just don't think Darby Allen's going to pull it off. I know he did with uh, with uh, Samoa Joe a couple months ago, but I I think this is going to be a much different case here. So my pick is to keep with the current TNT champion. And last but not least, uh, the main event for the night for the all yeah for the AEW International Championship. Champion Orange Cassidy is going to defend against John Moxley, and Brian is predicting a brand new champion tonight in John Moxley defeating Orange Cassidy. What's your thoughts? So we're back on we're back on the same track. Um, I'm on, <laughs> I'm I'm with I'm with Brian. I think again and again like there was a thing earlier. Every time CM Punk is messed up for this company, uh, John Moxley's been the one that's been there to clean up the mess. Um, with that, and with that being said, I mean, I love John Moxley. I mean, I know you think we all think Heather's the only one, but I absolutely adore the man too. Um, and so with that being said, he's, he's played the big part. He's, he's been, he's been, the, he's been the soldier teaming up with his fellow, um, Blackpool combat club guys. But I think it's time to see singles match Moxley come back. Um, I'm here for it. I want to see John Moxley win. I just want to see him putting on banger single matches, because I, to me, John Moxley is the face of AEW. He's he's the heart of AEW, um, and I'm I'm here I'm here I'm here for him to reclaim that title tonight in the main event. And again, we talk. Should we begin? I wish the title match was the main event, but at the same time, 
I'm okay with these two guys who have been the heart and soul. They've been there to pick up the, this company, you know, when these other guys have been suspended or gotten in fights or been off TV. These two have, have been, these two guys, Orange Cassidy and Moxley have been mainstays of this company. And I think it's kind of fitting that they're in this match. I'm definitely taking Moxley for the big win. Yeah, I'm right and there. there. And I'm make a bold prediction. There will be blood in this match. Yeah, there's always <laughs> going to be blood in a John Moxley match. But I'm right there with you, too. Um, I think it's time for a new champion to be crowned. And Orange Cassidy has had quite the run with it. He's had many. He's probably got the most successful title defenses out of all the champions in the company now. So he's got that going for him. And I, but, and I and I think and I think with this with this run too, and again we can open this up to everyone else. What your guys' thoughts are on this? If we have time at the end, I think Orange Cassidy's earned a W World Title reign with with this run that he's been on because he's 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 done what you he's done what you would want out of somebody. He's he's elevated this title. He's made it bigger than it was. He's he's gotten TV time on it. He's defended against everybody. He's been he's been a fighting champion. To me, with the, with this title reign as international champion, in my eyes, Orange Cassidy's earned the right to to get a shot as the guy and eventually be the AEW World Champion. All right. Anybody have some thoughts on the remaining card of AEW's All Out Pay Per View coming up tonight? Yeah, I have a uh, question actually um, for everybody involved. And this and this concerns um, Ricky Starks, right? Because um, I know uh, some of the people in here, you know, they were like, you know, if you're gonna have collision, you know, push Ricky Starks to the moon, blah blah blah, this and that. Um, here, here's my only concern about Ricky Starks, right? So someone said Ricky Starks, he, you know, they feel like he could eventually leave to go to WWE. So yeah, I said that. 20- yeah. Yeah, so if you're Tony Khan and you want to put, let's say you want to push Ricky Starks, um, me personally, I would absolutely be aware if he still wants to be here, you know, before even pushing him. Like, I want to know for certain that he's, you know, down with AEW, you know what I'm saying? So, because the thing is, if, if you push a Ricky Starks and if you push him to be the guy, hold the championship or whichever championship you know accolades out the ass and whatnot you know all that's gonna do is give him a lot of stock which in turn can turn you know you know he's gonna have a lot of leverage when it comes to negotiations but you know like like everybody said he's the type of guy that you know he might take a chance at the e i mean he you know he's best friends with cody so it's like i mean if he wants to go to wwe anyways after you just like pushed him to the moon you know wwe is going to be in a situation where they can just snatch him up and then he'll come in the door i'm i wouldn't say like cody rose but he's coming in hot so i mean what do you do in that situation that's that's what i would say uh, ask, ask y'all. Well, I think it's a catch cat situation. So to me, you, you gotta, if you want him to stay, you got to show that you're going to push him. So I think you have to push him to the moon, you know? And I mean, I mean, it's cause again, is that what he's doing with Wardlow right now? Is that we're not, we're not seeing Wardlow on TV. Is that, is that, is that because he thinks Wardlow's going to be leaving? You have to push your own grown stars. And the thing that Tony Khan has over WWE is that he has so many young talents that are going to be future main eventers. I mean, to me, 
you got to show, I mean, it's to me, you got to show them that you are going to push them because if you're not going to push them, that's where they're going to leave. So to me, you can't be afraid to push these guys. You need to push them as the main, you need to push them as the main eventer. Um, because you know, Ricky Starks, I think at the end of the day is a loyal guy. And if, and if he's getting, if he's getting to be showcased correctly, I don't, th I don't think he's going to leave because he doesn't want to just go be another peg in WWE if he's the main show. And I think you wouldn't be seeing him get the push that he's already getting on collision if Tony Khan didn't feel that for him. So I just hope that it continues. Honestly, I don't think, and I think you got to show him that if he stays, he's going to be treated correctly. Fair enough. But uh, I think that was all. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any more questions. All right. Nasty Leroy, do you have anything to add to the part tonight? Oh, man, Carl, she killed him. Or Teddy's dad, did you have any? Because I know you think oh, you had your hair Oh. What else? Uh, I was away from the mic. Sorry. Oh, oh we were just going to, we just wanted you to. You have any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts? Uh, about the card? Um, no, I like the card. Um, I like that um, my favorite matches is not only the Eddie Kingston match and the Ruby Soho match, is also uh, Samoa Joe versus um, uh, Shane Taylor. So. I'm looking forward to that match. Those are my three matches that I, that I um that been a that's been announced that, you know oh I can't forget can't forget a uh, uh, powerhouse Hobbs and uh Miro. So those are my uh four matches I'm looking forward to. So um do you think uh, it's that Leroy, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's a mistake them not having MJF defending the title on the card? Uh, yeah, but you know, MJF doesn't want to work multiple dates, multiple interviews. But he's already five. But he's but he's but he's already defending the tag titles. Yeah, so you know, to him, he's like, I'm already defending one championship. Why do I need to defend another one? You know, you know, and then you know, I guess to him, that's cool. You know, you know, some people don't want to be worker hogs. Some people want to be work. Smarter and not harder. So, as much as I can't stand him, I can't fault him for that. So, you know, he feels like he wants to give his body a rest and defend the tag titles and then and then uh, wait till somebody fight through a tournament and then like hold up the belt and be like, I'm going to defend a title and like defend it in the next pay view. Oh, me personally, that's not how I rock. Either you would, I would, I would be telling Tony, uh, uh, all right, I'm gonna be in Chicago after Wembley, cause you know that's just how I work. I'm a, I'm a, you know I'm a worker, workaholic. I like to defend my stuff, you know, especially if I got it, you know, especially when I get the IWTV World Championship from Alex uh, Price. I'm gonna be defending that. I'm gonna be defending that belt all over the country. You know, no matter what promotion, so all over the underground circuit. So that's just me. That's how I get down, but. No, um, I don't have no problem with him defending the championship. So, um, it's uh, it is what it is. Uh, Shane Taylor's going to shine. Eddie Kingston's going to do a thing. Ruby Riot's going. Ruby Soho's going to do a thing, and 
yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool pay per view. Also, uh, I think it's tonight. Also, or I think it was yesterday. But uh, I think it was yesterday that MLW had a pay per view in um, Fury Road, and that was pretty fire. So you know, so uh, shout out to them. They gonna put on a great they show. Effie's F- 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 big gay brunch was yesterday too. Yeah, yeah, Effie's big gay brunch too. Yeah, I was Lefisto. Yeah, um, when old school biker kind of thing, you know, uh, that was actually one of my favorite matches. Um, was Lefisto and Kit Bannon and and Dark Sheik and uh, I'm proud of Bannon. I Bannon's like um, oh, but two years into wrestling, uh, I remember he first came to the factory. He had the multicolored different hair, and I was like. I was like, you take this what what you want to as a grain of salt, but like I was like, soon as soon as the Nightmare Factory uh post that picture, uh you're gonna start blowing up. And he was like, really? He was like, I was like, yeah, you are because you got a unique look, you know, you look different than any other pro wrestler out here. And you know, there was you know, there, there was one of the coaches that they was big mad because he was doing flips and in the cartwheels and stuff and like being being different and I was like and I said to that coach I was like are you mad that band is gonna get more over than you and he was like no he's not gonna get more over than me I was like oh look at Bandit look at you you look like a discount version of uh matter of fact you look at the darkest star version of Undertaker out here the big red version out here but blander but anyway I'm happy for Bandit and uh, I told Bandit uh, that uh, you was in there with a legend, and you're gonna learn a lot. So, yeah, it was really good, really good show. GCW had two good shows, and uh, yeah. I appreciate you always supporting us. Go ahead, Teddy's dad. What was your name, by the way? I forget. Yeah. What you got. We know Teddy. What is it? Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. So basically, kind of my thought is, I'm first off. I'm curious what, and I can kind of finish all my thoughts and let you guys kind of muse on this. But like, my big thing is, is Brian Danielson stepping in like enough to kind of calm the Chicago crowd? Cause last night when Tony came out at the beginning, everybody was booing him. He was like, Hey, I want to keep all out in Chicago. Like I want to keep this like one of our big shows of the year. Like I like the tradition. I love the crowd. I'm from Illinois. And, I would say about a quarter of the crowd was like, I get it, go Tony, but like the rest of the people were just booing him like crazy. Um, and, you know, is Brian Danielson enough to make Chicago not go nuts tonight on what could be looked at as like a, a fairly, a card without as much star power and, and you know, main title defenses as it could have had. Um, that being said, my other thought is, I don't know why Eddie Kingston isn't just doing a one-on-one with Claudio. We were talking about that before uh, you joined the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I think that oh, you're would good. be much more appealing. But then the other thing, too, is I just think, again, I think it really hurts not having MJF defend the, the, the main title, especially for a show that they have said in the past is kind of their version of WrestleMania. So let me ask, let me ask so how far did you guys travel for the show? Uh, about four hours. So are you, I mean, I mean, you're there. So are you disappointed? You're disappointed by the card, obviously, then, right? 
Uh, I was until Brian Danielson came out, and then that okay. kind of that for me. But I mean, at the same time, I think you know the, the Omega Takeshka match. I think the uh, the, the the Orange Cassidy Moxley match. I think those two are going to be classics. So I mean, I'm not I'm not disappointed at all. I just kind of wish MJF would have a singles match as the title because the title holder for like a big pay per view. You know, I think that's the big thing. I could care less about CM Punk. But and like you said, sorry. Up, <laughs> no, to echo like what you just said, and I agree with you too. Like I think like that's one thing I look for Tony Khan in, in his booking is that he just learns he needs to learn to pivot more. And so I'm I'm with you. Like and I agree, and that's why I'd ask the other guy who was on the show who was on here with us before too, because I agree with you. I think they've always considered this their WrestleMania, and Chicago's been their home fat crowd. And even because I live on the West Coast. I live in the Sacramento area, and before they came here, I was gonna, I was going to travel to Chicago because I, I was so excited by just everything they did with, with the, you know, with the like the, the fan fest and everything else. Like to me, like that was it seemed like it was the WrestleMania, so I was excited to even go there. If I would have traveled, you know, to go there tonight, I would have been disappointed with the card too. So I don't blame you for that. But I agree with you. I think I think he should have pivoted, and I definitely, I definitely, and with your sentiment, I think MJF should be defending the title as well. Um, you know, we don't need a tag match against the Dark Order, who's been buried on Ring of Honor for six months. And and to echo you too, if he's not going to do that, he should have just had Eddie and Claudio in the singles match, and that would have sold the card right there for me. So I, I echo with you, and I second what you. I second your opinion. I think you're. I think you're spot on with your with your anal think, analysis. That's the big thing too. If if MJF and Adam Cole are going to go some against somebody for like a big show like this, like no nothing against Dark Order, but it should be it should be a bigger name. Yeah, and I and I think to me like that's what we were talking about. But like this to me is like a, it's an AE Dynamite match, and and to me I feel like I feel like with this card, I feel like Tony Khan's broke the trust of the fans because again, if you're traveling, I'm sure there's people that are traveling from a lot farther distances than you are, you know, and to people yeah, who are traveling down there. Yeah, and so you know, I think he's I think he's broken the trust of the fans with the booking of this card because I think that we've always seen that he's put on really big big shows and he's not because I feel like he's looking too far ahead to to Grand Slam and to me like it should be to me right now like I would even if he's hearing these criticisms right now I would almost have somebody come out and challenge MJF after the tag match and I would add a world title match to the card which he could still do but um but to me I, I agree i just i think that the trust has been broken i think he's i think he's he's taken he's kind of taken the chicago crowd for granted because he knows they're going to cheer anything and they're going to be into it and i just feel like i think the trust needs to be reestablished after this card and i think too i mean why why not just have it be the young bucks you know versus them you know they just lost it's whatever right like have it be like the beginning of their redemption arc or whatever like Nothing, like I said, nothing against Dark Order, but there are so many other tag teams that could have made it much more interesting. Why, Santana and Ortiz, why not them? <laughs> right, right. No, and I agree. And again, uh, like it's like, and I, I, I like the story arc of the Dark Order going heel again, but it's just like it hasn't been done on AEW television. And it's just, and again, he's, 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 and again, he's, I, I do like the fact that like if you're a fan of AEW and you watch every week, that fan is rewarded because you're seeing the stuff that you know. If you watch every week, you know that you know what the Dark Order has. You know that they've been established for a long time on the card, but the booking doesn't. The booking has, but his booking of them hasn't lived up to them being given this spot. And even to you know, I think also once he knew for sure MJ or CM Punk was going to get let go, I don't know why he didn't. And maybe there's a booking issue but i don't know why he didn't just be like will osprey here's a bunch of money come save chicago i agree yep those are my i thoughts agree with you no and again so I, and, I, and, and again as somebody 
as somebody who's there right now. And again, thank you for joining us today. Cause again, I, I like, I've, thanks for validating how I was feeling. Cause I agree with you. I think that this card should be bigger. This is their mania. And I think that he, you know, he shit the bed to be, you know, on the, on the booking of this, of this card, but the saying, I hope that, I hope that next year he does better. And, and you know, what's going to happen too, is like the first time a match is slow or the first time a match is kind of, you know, not that great. Like the crowd is just going to go nuts with CM Punk chance. And then, and at the same time though, that's like, that's to me too. Like we were talking about it before. Like that's, you know, that's us as consumers, you know, and that's where the fans, they, it's okay to criticize this product. You know, like I love this product. I think I would, if I was, if I had to choose, if I was chose, told I had to pick AEW or WWE, I would pick AEW, you know, but so it's, but at the same time, it's okay to want better for the product. And I hope that, and, I, and again, for me personally, I'm hoping that this card bombs. I'm hoping that this card doesn't do a lot of buys because I don't think it deserves it. And I think that it needs to be better. And I do hope the fans, you know, let Tony Khan hear it because he needs to do better than this. He, this needs this this should be a lot better card build you know he could have been built he could have simultaneously been building both these cards there's so much that could have been done differently for this but again i'm, I'm still looking forward to the show because i do care about a lot of this talent and i do hope that you guys get a good show tonight and i hope that it's worth your four-hour travel there oh I'm, I'm sure we will and if you have any tips on how to get us a press pass or whatever that'd be awesome yeah, I'll look at I'll you know I'll ask around, but I think you know I think just I just I think just contacting the their their department you know is how you would get it. Um, but I would even I would even if I was you I would I would um you know just I would even send a DM to 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 um to like Denise Salcedo or 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 you know the guys from Grap City they're really good with the fans. I think that's how I would do it. You know, use their connections because I've heard I've heard the kids. There's plenty. There's a couple of different kids that have podcasts and stuff that I've heard in the pressers. Okay, well yeah, that'd be awesome. Like I'll tell you what, man. Like I don't know those people but if you could like dm me and show me who they are i might dm them yeah and see. i got you for sure yep all right god bless you man thank you and, and again yeah, thank you for this, this space this was awesome yeah and join us again and enjoy the show guys yeah uh hell yeah uh i just i just like to say i posted a video that i see maybe i'm late to the party but I just saw Matt Jackson over here taking a victory lap. What? You know. Yep. I saw him doing a victory lap at the collision tapings. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually watching back. You know, Carlos made me. Man, we realized that I should watch this shit back because this shit was still good. Uh, I decided to watch Effie's Big Gay Brunch again. So nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I say. Uh, I think I don't know if uh, I think like I think MOW had a pay view like yesterday. I'm trying to see, trying to see if they had a pay view, but. Sure that did because I've seen it on my feed and I was like, "Well, I gotta watch that." So I don't know if it's, it's tonight. It's tonight. tonight? Oh, yeah. tonight. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna watch both then. I'll watch both. You know, one's on commercial, whatever the fuck. I'll watch both. So gotta support my people. Gotta support my boy Alex Kane, Booming Fight Club. Also affiliated with the Nasty Team Worldwide. Yeah, you know, so 
and uh, Mass Warner and everybody else. So, yeah. Alrighty there. We're going to have to wrap it up here. This was a great episode of the Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown. Um, we will be back again on Wednesday night. What time again, Carlos? At 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 Pacific. So we'll be back at, at as soon as the AEW Dynamite's over. So join us. Again, if you and Teddy want to join us and give your guys' thoughts on the, um, if you, you know, it might be party's bedtime, but if you guys want to give your thoughts on the show, that'd be awesome too. Again, you guys are more than like, more than welcome to join us. Best tonight afterwards? Um, no, no Wednesday after Dynamite. Oh, oh, my bad. Sorry. All right. Yeah, we could probably do that. Cool. Depending Sounds on good. Really good but yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, a uh, big shout out to William and Heather who were not able to join us. They're, they're a little under the weather. So big shout out to them. Shout out to you. Let's get ready. Or let's. <laughs> I can't spit it out today. You, you got movie Let's theater popcorn on. You got movie theater them. popcorn on the mind. I already know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the movie theater snacks. Oh, good lord! <laughs> Thank you to Nasty Leroy. Without him, we wouldn't have all these rat bastards to talk shit on. Um, also, big <laughs> thank you to Fan in the Van podcast, our other co-host Brian Atkins or Brian Ballard, whichever you want to call him on the X app these days. And big shout out. Thank you, Carlos, for uh, being an awesome, amazing co-host and doing such a wonderful job on Wednesday nights, hosting your shows there. So um, without any further ado, we're going to call it a night here. We hope to catch you all Wednesday night again on the X space. We'll also be live on our other streaming channels. So until then, we hope you enjoy all out tonight. And we look forward to talking to you guys on Wednesday night. All right, good night, everyone. Enjoy the shows, and Leroy will probably see you in the space later on. <laughs> see you in the space later on. Good night, now.